1: Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic.
2: It's that special time of year. A time of giving. A time of joy. But one family not enjoying the spirit of this holiday season is the heart family. At a time when most come together... This family has drifted apart. Bret Hart, the reigning three-time WWF champion, puts his title on the line against his own brother-in-law, the British Bulldog. A man driven by the obsession to become champion. A man Bret has never beaten. A man who, in fact, ended the hitman's intercontinental reign after an epic battle in front of 80,000 frenetic fans at Wembley Stadium three years ago. Tonight, two men stand apart. One family stands divided. Tonight, it'll be more like season's beatings for the Hart family in your house.
1: Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic. In your house, five seasons beatings. Watch along. This is where we offer alternative commentation presentation for a classic WWF pay per view. In the spirit and in the theme of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, joined by the mulligan to my O'Hare from Cultaholic.com, Jack Atkins. Jackins, hello, Jackins.
2: Hello, Tom Campbell. We are not alone
1: something else he says <laughs> we are in <laughs> not joined by michael jackson we are joined by cyber fist and tiger, tiger ninja. ninja from the milton bradley karate fighters collection if you are watching us on the patreon thank you for supporting us this is the moment you've all been waiting for so we are at great expense how much was it Ten quid. Ten quid. Yeah. Ordered some (laughs) Milton Bradley Karate Fighters to to play during our watch-along presentation. So we have come to get the Milton Bradley Karate Fighters, and we find out that I believe Cyberfist is
2: slightly broken. Yeah, it it feels like there's a... For those uninitiated in the world of uh, Karate Fighters, there's like a button on their chest, like the putties from Power Rangers. And basically, when you hit that, it launches them off, and it feels like there's a loose spring in Cyber Fist. Yes, there is. So,
1: so basically, there is a there is a, a, a handicap when playing a Cyber Fist because you've used a little bit of blue tack. Because to, to, <laughs> you, once, because you, what happens is, as you say, once you hit the button on the chest, they, in theory, spring off of their plinth, yeah. and you win the round. However. Uh, because Cyberfist has a broken spring, we are, we are endeavoring to use a bit of blue tack to keep him somewhat down, but not down enough so that we cheat.
2: Yeah. Essentially. Should we put a bit more on his heel, or do you reckon that's all right? Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's just about to fall over. So we're gonna so for
1: those who are watching, we're Absolutely. gonna give this a little run out before we get started with the watch along of In Your House five seasons beatings. Uh, you can join us for future watch along presentations uh, in video format. And you can even participate in a future episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Mm. You can sign up there. <laughs> for that for, the, for your for your value for money, not only do you get to watch video versions of every classic review, but you get to watch us play with the Milton Bradley Karate fighters. Everything else will be audio based. <laughs> <laughs> do you know let's let's give him a whirl with Oh no. Let's give him a whirl with a little bit of that.
2: Hit me with the old razzle dazzle. Hit
1: me with the old razzle dazzle. Oh (laughs) jeez, we will get started very shortly on this illustrious presentation. Right. Okay. Let's give it a try. So turn the dial to make them fight and go. G'day, bastard. Go on. Cyber ninja, you bastard. Give you watch. Shit house. It's the old No! No! Okay, I I I would say if it weren't for the blue tack, this would be a victory for Jack Atkins, but he's hanging on in there! He's hanging on in there! Go on, lad! Go on! A bit of space between them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what if what if this is the next hour? Because <laughs> he's not coming off his flint! Oh, he's down! <laughs> It's a celebratory kick.
2: Go home for... and be a family man.
1: <laughs> it's a celebratory kick
2: for, for,
1: for Tiger King. Tiger King? <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Goddamn Carol Basque. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Ninja over Cyberfist. Fist. So it's 1-0 to you as we get started. Let me uh, mark that down. Yeah, on mark the that down as a 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: that's what that's for. It's for school. Oh yeah, we've got a show to watch we
1: we have the small matter of watching In Your House 5 sponsored by Milton Bradley Karate Fighters Uh, and we're going to watch this via the WWF Network or on Peacock or Pigeon or however you watch your WWF pay-per-views at this point we'll give you a second to get yourself over to December the 17th 1995 it's under premium because they're now called premium live events
2: (sighs) But this, but this was, was a pay per view. So. It was
1: a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find it under in your house. It's in your house number five, December seventeenth, nineteen ninety-five. We'll give you a second to find the show. All right, now.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcarecom loss.
1: Hey, before we start, I want to make sure that you're protected. And I want to give you access to a ridiculous amount of great content from around the world. Thanks to our friends. At NordVPN. They are the fastest virtual private network out there and available on every major platform. With NordVPN, you've got access to regional content from anywhere. Say, for example, you want to watch a certain wrestling network to keep up with the classic review podcasts, and you can't get it where you are. Well, virtually change where you are with NordVPN and one click, boom. Sorted. Access to thousands of servers across 60 countries just like that with NordVPN. It's also great to protect you when you're on the road as well because logging into random restaurant and airport Wi-Fi's can be a bit sketchy. But if you've got NordVPN on your device, they will keep you right. Change the way that you watch the wrestling and keep yourself protected for the price of a posh coffee every single month. You up for it? You can get an exclusive Cultaholic deal at nordvpn.com forward slash Cultaholic. Plus, get a big old discount off your plan, an additional free month, and a little cheeky bonus gift when you use the code Cultaholic. You've got 30 days money-back guarantee if it's not for you. Spoiler, it will be for you, but there's no risk if it's not. Find out more at nordvpn.com forward slash Cultaholic. Jackins and I are going to offer alternative commentary for the show that we are about to watch. Uh, talk about some of the things that are happening, uh, and probably not just probably fart about, aren't we? Fart about, probably. Yeah. Uh, are you ready, Jackins, for some seasons beatings? Oh, are,
2: are we ever ready?
1: Never ready. Yeah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> On go, we will watch it together. In three, a two, a one, go. World Wrestling Federation, my my third favorite WWF intro. What's your favorite?
2: Um, the... That one. That's it. But
1: that's yeah. the best one. Um, and then there was the old WWF one. What the world is watching. Where it go... Yeah, it flew in like a Star Wars. Yeah, that was the one from my kid. Uh, from my kid? From my <laughs> For, kid. From my kid. From my childhood. From your kid. So, uh, tonight's main event. Here he is! There's the man that owns... The The most prestigious town of restaurants that we've ever known.
2: I was thinking about that this morning, and what I realised is, what Davey Boy's done is, he's come up with the concept of all you can eat, but rather than all foods (laughs) under one roof, it's each individual food under many (laughs) roofs.
1: You're best listening to last week's podcast if you want to understand some of the references that we'll be spitting. Jesus
2: Christ. Diana
1: yeah. Hart-Smith is shocked and appalled at In Your House. Get away, kids, you bastards. Stop throwing dog shit at me, car! Stop cow. throwing <laughs> dog shit, you... Sh- In your, the In Your House logo is the grumpy neighbour. It's <laughs> good to know. We are live tonight at the... Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, do you want some facts about the arena before we get underway? Go on. 64 years, this was the home of the Hershey Bears hockey team. Oh, very nice. Yeah, 2002. Uh, it was also the home of Hershey Impact, which was a professional soccer league team. Right. Until 1991. Uh, also, uh, the home of Disney on Ice. They do boxing here. They do tennis competitions. And before In Your House Five... Santa's here! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is it. This is the weird the weird energy that we've got as the as spring is sprung here in the United Kingdom. Yeah. We're watching a Christmas themed pay per
2: view. <laughs> yeah, because we're we're recording this on your favourite day of the year, aren't we, Tom Campbell? <laughs> St. David about, St. David's I'm today, not, I'm day. Say David's day. We're not talking about
1: Pancake Day. we talking about we'll Pancake Day. We'll
2: probably end up talking
1: about Pancake. It's more going on here, isn't it? Before in your house five. <laughs> Uh, WWF hosted Saturday Night's Main Event 3 from here on October 31st, 1985. Cool. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant teamed to face Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy. That's a lot of beef, beef. a lot of tonnage in that particular match. Vince and Jerry Lawler starting us off, and we get a tag team match to get us underway. Oh, there's the hog panel. I was going to say, they've got a double ring, but no, they've got <laughs> a load of frightened pigs in the arena. It's In terms of the timeline of this event... Uh, in WCW, they're just coming off the back of World War III, which was a triple-ringed event. WWF countering that with a ring and a hog
2: pen. Yeah, was that the first ever World War III? It was indeed, oh, sh- before the one that we currently got. What a, what a shite show. <laughs> oh, just a little bit, just a little
1: bit. So, uh, opening with Ted DiBiase and his lads, Sid and the Kid, versus Marty Gennetti and Reza Ramon. Yep. Uh, backstage... At this particular pay-per-view event, currently backstage, a couple of noteworthy to let you know about Jack Atkins. Oh, come on. Um, Backstage right now is Tom Pritchard. Now, ah. Tom Pritchard looks quite different backstage to how he normally looks. I can guess why. What's, what's his new look? He's got short blonde hair. He has indeed.
2: It's Tom Pritchard is about to debut as Body Donna Zip. So, yeah, because I know at this time in previous weeks, there'd been talk of the Heavenly Bodies were in ECW at the time. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Smoky Mountain clothes and there was probably no immediate future for them apart from this ECW run. So makes sense. I'm coming in. Yeah. I think that's, so that's basically what we're doing. But Tom Pritchard coming into team with Chris
1: Candido in a very, with a very unique new look. Um, Backstage also, when we talk about tag teams, as we see, look at this, they're in matching leathers. Did
2: did you see Marty, though? Because he's so used to running to the ring, he doesn't know what to do. He slowly (laughs) walked out, and he was like, oh, shit. I've forgotten how this walking thing works.
1: Tag teams backstage. Also from Smoky Mountain Wrestling that's closing its doors, Glenn Ruth and Chaz Warrington.
2: Oh, bloody hell. Who
1: would become? No, who were known as the Headbangers. The Flying nuns. And there is a gold dust there.
2: I like the Headbangers.
1: Mm, we won't see them properly in this company for a little while yet. No, no. But they're backstage tonight. As is somebody who is either about to or has today officially signed on the dotted line for the WWF. Uh, a young man by the name of Steve Austin. Right, okay. Steve Austin is backstage at In Your House Five and apparently is going to be used on the upcoming Raw taping. Very nice. We'll see
2: how that goes. But it's, again, all I've been saying recently is, since you mentioned this is the turning point it feels from the new generation towards, you know, heating up towards the Attitude Era. And out of those three acts that you named... The Headbangers and Steve Austin, they're proper early actors. Tom Pritchard. <laughs> Father, yeah, Tom Pritchard, you know. Tom,
1: Tom Pritchard, a little bit.
2: The Doctor of Love. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wasn't, that, wasn't that Bruce Pritchard?
2: Oh, no, he was no, the he Brother was, of he, Love. He was Brother Love and it was Dr. Tom. Have so I mixed it. the two there? I don't maybe know. Maybe it did. Bubba the Love Sponge, is he one of them? Oh,
1: God, don't mention him for many years yet. Ugh. Gold Dust is here. So we haven't seen Gold Dust. Oh, look, I didn't realize he had a porter with him.
2: <laughs> looks like a monkey butler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not peanut butler. <laughs> hey, but. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, well, hey, what do you expect? You hire monkey butlers, you pay them in peanut butters.
2: <laughs> 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 peanut <laughs> butlers. Uh, he, he's been off for a few days.
1: Where's peanut butler?
2: He's just off. Uh, Sean's been away, so I've not needed the services. Oh, yeah. I see like him you know. already. Uh, it's it's alright. He's on holiday. He's visiting his mum at a cashew. And it's Dada, a coconut? I don't know. How do they? How do
1: they coexist as a couple?
2: Were they shunned by their respective <laughs> families? Beware, they, they had to elope to? I don't know, Dorset. They can not elope. <laughs> oh. oh, see, this is why he's paid the big bucks.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Ed, and Nick. Hollywood, Tom Campbell. Oh, <laughs> look at the the somewhat ma- They're somewhat matching attire for Razor Ramon and Marty Jeanette.
2: It's. I, I still think it's weird though that like just Marty can't move on from the Rockers. It's like okay, keep the tassels, but he. It's not the best gear, is it? You see him and think, oh, he's a wrestler, but I mean, like, <laughs> Razor's literally dripping in gold. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, yeah, once a free kid. He's in purple, but still got the red kick pads, so it looks a bit weird. This is uh, so. This is the beginning of kid.
1: The kid and the Sid. Sid and the kid as a team. Yeah. I like the little and large combo. And this is like a little, almost a little prelude to
2: X-Pac and Kane. Yeah, definitely. Almost. Well, yeah, because it, it always works, especially when the little one's... The little one. Yeah. Sorry, Sean Waltman. Um, we say the little one, like he's only a couple of inches shorter than Sid. Yeah. But it's when the smaller member of the unit, when they're a ratty little bastard who runs their mouth, <laughs> it's good to have just a big lunatic backing them up. It's it's a dynamic that works very well.
1: It's an easy wrestling trope, isn't it? Yeah. Just to go, you know, beefy boy and then a little gobshite that runs their mouth. <laughs> a bit like Razor and Martin.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> but they're the good guys, so it's okay. But he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy, but he's also the good guy.
0: Yeah.
1: We had yeah. a... Um, <laughs> we had a dark match before
2: this. Oh, God, I should have to think.
1: Savio Vega... The Caribbean, uh, the Caribbean legend. The Caribbean legend, Savvy yeah. Vega, uh, beat the political candidate Bob Backlund in The Dark Man's. Oh, um, Bob. How many stars did Dave give it?
2: Dud. Half a star. Generous.
1: Half a star.
2: You could tell the tide's turning. I just saw someone in the crowd wearing the classic EC fucking WT shirt as well, well. Well, it's
1: funny that you mention that, Mm. because the other notable dark match war was between the crowd and WWF security (laughs) Why? Dave Meltzer writes WWF for whatever reason decided against confiscating signs before the show, although a woman during the show did confiscate two signs saying Hogan rules and Bret Hart family disgrace, (laughs) however (laughs) two minutes later she returned them and said in the spirit of Christmas, here are your signs back the ECW fans pretty much stole the show with poster after poster right in camera range during the entire show, and of course the uh, the aforementioned
2: ECW attire. Oh God, yeah, on we're the in front camera, aren't we? Um, we is are. The, is this? Is this in Philly or is it near Hershey. Philly? So is it's not, it's, not, it's, it's actually... not a million miles away from Hershey. Right. I didn't know if it, if the from Philadelphia. I didn't know if the auditorium was like sponsored by Hershey's chocolate. So it is an actual. We, yeah, tabloid. we are okay. in okay. Hershey,
1: Pennsylvania. It's definitely a place. I think Hershey was sponsored by the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin Henry, Philly's finest, will, will correct me on that, no doubt. Yeah. Um, look out for other signs throughout the night, including Smoky Mountain Wrestling, RIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are hardcore. Nine one one the rest of them, of course yeah yeah uh numerous ec dub signs uh apparently a sign saying burt Hart, (laughs) (laughs) marty must die oh god harsh uh gangsters rule yeah oz oh yeah okay diesel sucks but smarky cunts in this audience i know (laughs) hello ecw fans
2: that's a bit late and
1: here's this with smarky read the lariat do you remember the lariat? No. It was a like a wrestling newsletter. Oh, okay. The lariat. Was Lariato. It? I guess it was the like, like the the Lancet, but for wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> Very highbrow, the Lancet. Have you ever read the Lancet?
2: No. Mm. I was going to say. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I can see Marty must die there as soon as Marty there do that, he is ding, on Ding ding ding, can of coke. I take it you must have seen? Is it is it pro wrestling signs on Twitter or Attitude Era signs? I think it's Attitude Era signs on Twitter. Fucking ruthless. (laughs) I feel like
1: the golden age of the signs is well and truly gone, which is a shame. Have you ever Have I ever taken a sign? Yeah. Um I have I oh no no, I did. I took a sign to an impact taping in Orlando in two thousand and five? Oh, Sting big. won the main event. So the glory days of TNA. Mm. I took a, a like a cartoon drawing of Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then my brother came with me, and he took a big sign that said West Brom on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who got on telly? <laughs> my brother with the West Brom on tour That's sign. That's amazing.
2: I, I love the fact that every year at um, WrestleMania, there's always like an an Everton fan near the front. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always an Everton fan at NXT for some reason. And, <laughs> um I took a sign to WCW Thunder taping in Manchester in like 2000. Well, it must have been 2000 because WCW were touring. They were touring Thunder, uh, and on one side it was it was Jeff Jarrett on one side, and it was Booker T on the other because they were my boys. Nice. Because did it just say Jeff Jarrett and Booker T? Yeah. No no, 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 it didn't. No, I think it was just like the chosen one, Jeff Jarrett, on one side, and nice. then the other side it said Booker T kicks ass. I did a little drawing of Booker T doing the arms in the air, a little shoe and a bum. <laughs> Drew a bum. <laughs> he kicked a bum. Yeah, he kicked a bum.
1: <laughs> kick a bum, Booker T. Yeah.
2: Um, I will kick a bum, sucker. Because that's something... Like, It kind of ties in because we've got Waltman on screen. Like, for years, you know, the term Xbox heat and everything, but everyone recently has gone, actually, no, he was a pioneer. He was really good. He seems like a lovely fella. Mm. The discourse has changed on Waltman. Like... The discourse has changed on Jarrett, because obviously in the WCW years, everyone was like, oh, you know, he's not a world champion, He's not a, he never drew a dra- dime and all that. And now everyone's looking back fondly at Jarrett saying, what a fucking worker.
1: He was a guy, yeah, that's it. The The, the, the conversation on Jeffrey Jarrett has well and truly changed. But I mean, in WCW
2: though, I, I don't know if it was just me or if I can talk for other people who are 11 and 12. I bought into The Chosen One as, as the champion. I, I was. Yeah. I bought into a whole client thing. I was like, "What's well, Jeff Jarrett? He's a star. No, I remember absolutely. him. Yeah, he's just graduated up into the world title scene.
1: No, I. I, I didn't mind him. Yeah. Like he wasn't the most dynamic. Ch- ch- chosen one. chosen. Yeah. There were. There's been. There's
2: been more with less. Hmm.
1: Let's put it that way. There was more. With less.
2: And he called people slap nuts and it was great. Hey, listen up, slap it. <laughs> <laughs> Smacking people with guitars.
1: It, it's cool. It was alright. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. Yeah. History history will shine kindly on Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. More on him later.
2: I, I think what hurt Jarrett was the fact that obviously he was Russo's boy. But it was the fact that because WCW was collapsing, instead of pushing like him, Steiner, and T, and Benoit as like the four the new four pillars kind of thing. Mm. It was just kind of like, oh, well, oh, we're not still not really sure on Booker T. Steiner will give him a few title runs, but he's a lunatic. Benoit's fucking off. The safe bet is just Jarrett or Nash. <laughs> I think that didn't help. No.
1: You, you should have just rolled the dice on Booker a lot earlier. Yeah. I think. Um, Gold Dust, as we've seen, is watching this one on. This is building to um, a feud that will cause... A little bit of uh, disagreement backstage because Goldust is there to watch Razor Ramon up close, right? Because he's coveting the bad guy. Oh. He's very keen on the bad guy. Um, we'll 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 dip into that particular oh. hornet's nest. Oh, I am very mm. excited for what this eventually leads to. There's 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 a, there's a few storylines that Goldust
2: has that there's, there's some really forks. shows the true colours of quite a few people. Yeah, there's a few forks in the road, but. Uh... Mm. I yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so good. it's the best of bollocks at times, isn't it?
1: But I like Goldust in his nice gold throne with his yeah. with his Peanut Butler. Well, this is at, the first d- time we've seen this is the
2: first time we've seen Peanut Butler. But this is the first time we've seen Goldust. I like Dust. how we've just started calling him Peanut Butler. He's Peanut Butler, isn't he? he is Peanut Butler. But I'm sure this is the first time we've seen Goldust for a little while. He came in. Mm. He had a couple of matches. Was he at Survivor Series? Uh, yes. Was he? I think he was. I'm Sure, he was
1: in some capacity.
2: But they kind of brought him in, and there was a bit of fanfare, and then they cooled off on it. And then I was... wonder whether
1: I mean, I mean, also got to bear in mind at this point that we are only watching Raw. Mm. And that's not to say that he hasn't rocked up on Superstars or any other sort of live events and stuff. So he's been working, but he yeah. might not necessarily have been on the show we've been I, always,
2: I always forget about Superstars.
1: At this be yeah, the the, the conversation changing to make Raw more of the main show. Like yeah. when we started this podcast, Raw was kind of just another show in the wwf's canon of shows yeah along with superstars and action zone and wrestling challenge and all that stuff um but the the conversation is changing to make raw more the focal point because it's the one on network television and uh it's up against nitro so they kind of want to bulk it yeah to make it more star led so it is becoming that you're doing some drugs I'm doing some drugs. He's popping a little thing up his nose.
2: I've got a little Vicks inhaler nasal stick because I've got a very small nose. And oh. It gets a bit congested. Are so. you feeling okay? Oh, I'm fine. I've, I've always got that. I just, I get a bit stuffy sometimes. Oh, okay. They spotted you doing that before, Drew and I. Might not have paid attention. No, yeah. I'm so he's doing a little bit of nasal stick. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for people, I hope this isn't like an, an advertisement. It's to show that it is not any kind of illegal drugs. Advertisement. Yeah, please send me some. Yeah, Vicks. (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy (laughs) Vick. Is that who runs it? Yeah, Katie Vick. Katie (laughs) Vick.
1: Kane nearly became the Vicks magnate had he married her. Yes. And then got on Twitter and been very silly.
2: Uh, I only found out recently that uh, apparently it was meant to be Sick Boy from... Raven's flock coming in as Scott Vick because that's real nice. I think as Casey Vick <laughs> no no because he's, he's, he was sick Scott Vick wasn't he which I never knew
1: it's do you know what it's there is there is a story to be told about Scott Vick in the WWF because Vince was really keen on him and he never debuted on television yeah he like in we're in 2001 on the classic Smackdown review and almost every week sick boy is having dark matches yeah it's like there's a keenness there. You've even got Raven in there, which would be an easy way to bring him in, and they just don't. I mean,
2: he was green as grass, but he had a decent look. He was mm. a decent-looking guy, and you thought, oh, if if WWF wanted to, they could have moulded him, but apparently not. Said it once
1: said it a thousand times. They've done more with less. They've done far more. They've done more with less. Big leg drop by Sid missed that. <laughs> Christ, he got some air time, didn't he? Yeah. He got a lot of hang on that one. They're all quite tall boys in this match, which kind of
2: yeah. sort of takes away Sid and his super noodle hair. I think Scott Hall is the most, out of all the tall boys, he's the one you forget I is well so do. tall. He born with a shitty Brettero bulldog. That didn't feel like it was meant to be the finish. That
1: didn't feel like it, because now we're getting very quickly a, oh, no, I think maybe it was... <clears throat>
2: That Bit was of, a crap ending. That's a rubbish finish. Yeah, but yeah, Scott, Scott Hall is one of those. like, oh yeah, he's a tall guy, but because he was always next to Nash, you're just like, oh yeah. And then you remember, hang on. Well, Nash is seven foot ish, mm. and Scott Hall's like six six at the very least. Maybe I know they build him as six eight ish, didn't they? But.
1: Isn't it weird how Vince, even though he was like the the tall boy, six foot six, and just massive, how Vince never saw
2: him as a main event? Yeah, guy, because. They've been going on about this. Oh, he's the record-breaking four-time Intercontinental Champion at this point. But if you think about it, out of kayfabe, that's nothing to shout about. Because that's just saying, ah, you, you're this good. You've been, in the, you've been in the mid-card for a long time. Yeah, this is your ceiling. Essentially is what they're saying. Oh, Goldust is like, oh, yeah, give us a bit of that. Oh, <laughs> I'd like a little piece of
1: that Chico Latino. Okay, so that's our opening match. Uh, what did Dave Meltzer give that on the old <clears throat> Star System? Two, one and a quarter. Okay, not a happy man. As there we see Sonny. and um, uh, Jacques, Jacques Rougeau. I feel sad that Sunny keeps getting arrested. I feel, I feel sad for her. Yeah, that keeps
2: happening. It's, it's yeah. You just kind of want to. Want to give like,
1: her a hug and a hot drink.
2: Yeah, it is. It is one of those. It's like, come on, let's watch, let's watch El Dorado. And yeah, just... I just
1: want to make Sonny a nice hot drink and let her watch Eldorado. Really?
2: Right, okay, so... Uh, she was gorgeous, wasn't she? I don't beautiful. want to be a lech on podcast, but... Ready for round two. Do you want to swap them so you've got the advantage this time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at that teamwork, making the dream work. Okay. We'll keep a distance from them so they've actually got All
1: right, like, okay. Cyberfist versus Tiger Ninja. Round, uh, Milton Bradley Karate Fighters, round two. Fight!
2: Come on, oh... Come on.
1: Get off me, bum. <laughs> <laughs> he went flying. Absolutely flying. That was exciting. Uh, 20 minutes and 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> on the In Your House Watch Along. good game, good game. Good game, good game. Good game, good game. So, oh, it's Jerry. The uh, the ring announcer did a little screw up. I don't know if it was caught right. on the networks. We were too busy karate fighting. <laughs> but we do have a, a fun moment coming up with Jerry Lawler. Oh, he,
2: that looks like a canvas under his arm. It does. Oh, he's been drawing again. Oh, Draw a picture of his knob. <laughs> It's got made in Memphis tattooed down <laughs> J. Oh, my boy's back.
1: Jarrett's back. As you were talking about Jarrett earlier, I was like, oh, I don't want to say anything. I don't say anything. It's a
2: nice surprise. Oh, lovely. Jeff Jarrett's back. Because, yeah, in, in the weeks leading up to this, there have been discussions about, oh, he, he's probably going to come back, but mm. nothing had been said. Everyone's <laughs> thumbing down there. Loads of people in black t-shirts, clearly... You
1: see the crowd. So he he disappeared in mid-95. <clears throat> yeah, Very upset with creative uh, coming out of um, In Your House, where WWF basically wants him to lose the Intercontinental title and be found as a singing fraud and split up with a roadie all on one night. And he went, oh, that just kills everything I've been working up towards. So he had instead just ended up just leaving.
2: I mean, it would have been fine. I can like, see from column A and column B, he's the heel he needs to get his come up. In. Yeah. But at the same time, is that too much in one fell swoop could you not have spread it out a bit I, that was kind of his issue yeah
1: so he's been down in uswa okay winning some belts and doing his thing there earning some pelts winning when- some belts and and he's back this is uh, he is uh, a new contract is being finalized at this point apparently as he's making his
2: return okay do we know when road dog comes back um, not for a little while yet, and okay. I think
1: another five or six months. I think. Yeah, so I think he goes it. Al- it's not a long run in the WWF on this occasion for Jeff.
2: Yeah, because even like Jeff's run in WCW, even though he's with the Horsemen and all that, it's very forgettable. Mm. And I think it, didn't he? I think he gets the US title. He he was being positioned, but because of everything else that happened. Immediately after, and at this, well, probably at the same time with the N.W.O., you just—I'd completely forgotten he was in W.C.W. before chicka chicka Chosen One.
1: Yeah, he it, made it. It was a—he's basically in
2: a couple of federations for a cup of coffee. He's a pinball wizard, isn't he? Yeah, it has to be a twist. Yes, because when he comes back, it's during that weird N.W.A. invasion. Yes, the original Forbidden Door. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm looking
1: forward to that.
2: The NWA world's heavyweight champion appearing on I'm look, WWF television. Looking forward to seeing it with growing up eyes. But as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, who are these geeks? You know, oh, it's boring. boring. Oh, yeah. It's like I, I boring wrestling. See, it was the attitude here. I wanted to see people on fire and butts and stuff like <laughs> that. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's brought him a lovely, lovely CD. Uh, exactly. Great. It's the platinum N.I.
1: great. Ain't that great chef's album went platinum and he killed a cow
2: to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Made it into a jacket. I like his uh, silver pleather jacket he's wearing. It makes him look (laughs) look like a a psychic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting the word. (laughs) He
1: has got Clinton Baptiste vibes. Uh, very much so.
2: Yeah, he is the mixture of Clinton Baptiste, but a bit of Raven as well. <laughs> That's Ravon. R- r- Ravon. Keep your arms in the car or all time, so you may die. <laughs> Shabba! The louder you scream, the faster the rise. <laughs> so this is Jeff back
1: in the WWF. Um, when they need him the most? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> I think they just wanted to get him on the books. I think there's a despite the fact that he's never going to be in Vince's
2: eyes like the champ, I think yeah. he sees him as a strong mid-card act. Uh, do you reckon they're also because Vince has lost his rag of Shane Douglas and he's on his way out. They thought, oh. right, we we need we need another heel mid-carder to just slot into that position.
1: There is a little bit of that actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There is an element of of that which we're going to touch upon very soon. Actually. Touch upon. Touch a pont very, very soon as it happens. Mm. Yeah, but he's, um, yeah. Vince Vince likes certain guys who are sort of like for life amid carders. Yeah. Which is a shame because then, you know, if Vince Siege was a mid carder, that's kind of game over. Cesaro. Cesaro. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. You know, the guys that, you know, they'll never progress forward. And Razor. The, and Razor Ramon. Yeah. It's a great example of that. So many, and that's it. And that's just, that's as far as they go. And when, when really the com- company's like, Wrestling companies are founded
2: on people who start from the bottom and work their way up. Yeah. And, and are given the chance to run with the ball. Because there's there's always the great what if, you know, what if Owen Hart, you know, hadn't died in the mm. manner he did. Would he have gotten to the WWF title? And I'm not sure, because he's possibly one of those that Vince was just like, you're the king of the mid-card. I, I, I could imagine... Well, Vince did you hear all those
1: day. rumors that did the rounds that the whole the game thing that triple h did there was there's a lot of speculation that the whole the game thing was for owen hart oh really that was something i heard around the time i can't
2: verify or corroborate that yeah
1: with with ni- the 90s version of sean ross sap
2: but um so it was basically owen just saying right if you want to be the top you've got to get through me
1: yeah, so there was going to be Makes a sort sense. of like mid-card gatekeeper into main event guy. Yeah. i love to think that they would have maybe, with a with an edgier gimmick, made Owen Hart the new face of the company. But
2: I'd, again, I'd, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, I'd love Owen Hart. I especially love when he turned into that heel, the um, enough is enough and it's time for a change. I love that theme. Mm. <clears throat> hey, Oh, there he is.
1: Talking of, talking of the man in question. Not Owen Hart. No, but the man we just mentioned, Dean Douglas. Mean Dean, Oakland. Uh, Well, you know something, mean Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Less mean Dean. Uh, Dean looking quite rattled there. Mm. More on that in a minute. Um, Jeff Jarrett joining Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Okay. uh, For a little bit. That was part of the discussion there. Vince sat next to somebody that... uh, Ran one of those wrestling companies that he hates. <laughs> Sat either side of Memphis Legends.
2: It'd be interesting to see how the crowd react to Dean, and seeing as they're in Philadelphia. Uh, well, outside Philadelphia, ECW yeah, time. I don't remember
1: reading anything about like them being either way.
2: I like Shane Douglas. I think he was. <clears throat> I know this is you know a bit of a backhanded compliment. He's a good hand. He's a good hand. Beautiful, beautiful belly. Vince bellies. said that about Cesaro is a good hand. Mm.
1: Can we hear any ECW chants?
2: Class is in session. Thanks, Dean. What are we learning no one today? To come out and give one the of a Paddling, by the looks of it. Oh. Early. all right Johnson that's paddling <laughs> <laughs> he's here to induct R.R. Johnson to the stone cutters he's <laughs> injured okay so is this do we know if this is his last appearance yes it is his very last it's his last
1: pay per view appearance at least I'm pretty sure this is his last appearance full stop
2: yeah And they will turn up in ECW, backwards leather cap wet hair. Cut the fucking music. I'm the fucking franchise. Fuck you. You're fuck a, this. Fuck off. You're a our teacher, fucker.
1: mate.
2: <laughs> I thought as the franchise that ECW Shane Douglas was cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Nature Boy, Buddy Landau. <laughs> it bloody well is, mate. <coughs> Nature Boy Buddy Landell.
1: When Smoky Mountain Wrestling closed up its doors, Jim Cornette basically said to Buddy, "Come on, mate, I've been offered a gig full time at the WWF. You're coming with me." So here we have
2: Buddy Landell. How old he at this point? Though he must be pushing forty. I think he is late forties
1: at this point.
2: Yeah. Oh, they've actually out given him Rick Flair's music. The Rick well.
1: Flair WWF music. It's beautiful.
2: Ha <laughs> <5% laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Like a Ric Flair cosplayer at a convention. The thing it's I always, amazing. The thing I always loved about Buddy Landall is at no point in his career does his hair look real. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the WWF, Buddy Landall You've got to fight green as grass <laughs> Ahmed Johnson on pay-per-view. Good luck with that. Do the noise. Boom. There he is. He uh, looks
1: fucking great, <laughs> doesn't he? He, he s- just looks like money. Give him all the belts immediately. Size of him. God, I still think this night should have been Ahmed versus Yokozuna. Yeah. First test, welcome to the WWF, Ahmed Johnson, face Yokozuna, and I would have had Yoko be battered by Ahmed. Yeah. But alas, we're getting, we're going to get Ahmed versus Dean, and we're getting Ahmed versus Buddy Landell instead. It's very
2: house show, isn't it? It
1: is very house show.
2: We... <laughs> oh, bodyland! That looks terrifying. He's got
1: some great Rick Flair cosplay, and like he's got all the torts down, <laughs> which I, which I very much appreciate. He's even got the
2: Flair tan. I just hope that Nature Boy Paul Lee turns up at some point. <laughs> oh, Christ. go ahead, Ahmed.
1: Jesus. Yeah, the ref's going.
2: Calm down. <laughs> oh, right on his tailbone. Oh. Oh. oh man. It's raw as fuck. It is, but it? you know, if you're taking these moves, it's not good. <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks do. Jim Cornette's like, Don't worry, buddy. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna make you, you got an L champion, mate. <laughs> I <laughs> he slaps him on the bottom. And then he fell over <laughs> while doing it. Oh, oh man, never change. Remember Dean Douglas's final outing
1: in the WWF, getting smacked on the bottom by Ahmed Johnson. As Buddy Landau lies
2: motionless in the ring.
1: <laughs> As my guitar gently weeps.
2: <laughs> I lie in the ring, dressed up like Richard Flair. <laughs> nice. Um, so how long was Buddy Landau part of WWF for? I, don't I can't
1: tell you that, but I can give you a little bit of insight into... That whole segment that we just Go on. Yeah. Buddy Landell, in an interview with Slam Wrestling in 2006, said, let me tell you a quick story about how I got over with Vince McMahon. I'd never met him. I flew up to In Your House and had a suit and tie on, real dark, looking as good as I could look. I went by the booking room and Shane Douglas was in there being cussed out by Vince. Me, being the wily veteran that I am, looking for an opportunity to check things out, acclimatized myself of what's going on. Douglas was supposed to work with Ahmed Johnson that night and he was saying that he was hurt and couldn't do it. Bruce Pritchard of the creative team had walked out of the office and I said, hey Bruce, I hear there's a problem in there. If you need someone to put Ahmed over tonight, tell Vince I'm your man. He looked at me funny because nobody ever offered to do jobs. (laughs) So he went back and told Vince and Vince came back out and said, you'll do that? And I said, hey, I'll put him over right in the middle of the ring in 10 seconds. So I went out and did the thing with Tony. Ahmed, (laughs) I went out and did the thing with Ahmed. Right after that, JJ Dillon, the head of talent relations and Vince McMahon met me at the curtain and said, thank you for doing that. You're going over Bob Holly tomorrow night on Rough. Hey! Put a pin in that. Think, oh, Smartest man in wrestling. So that's how Buddy Landell got on the show. Cause Buddy, yeah. And that is life. Yeah. Be there. Be present. Be willing. Eat a bit of crow, cause it's, it's eat a bit of crow. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the delicious crow. Mm. Crow King. Uh, <laughs> got a great here for a business <laughs> The amount of gigs in radio that I've got just from simply being nearby. <laughs> I Seriously, to turn up with a plate of dead crow. <laughs> yeah,
2: essentially, yeah. might yeah. <clears throat> just go, "Oh, you're here. Can you do that? It's right yeah. place, right time.
1: <clears throat> exactly.
2: You'd be willing to do it. Yeah, I'll do it. It's like necking on with someone at a club. You've got to be, you've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> but now we're going to
1: transition into Jeff versus a little something else. So we go from one blonde mid card to another for Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> But they're taking the mick out of him first, because they're naughty boys.
2: Fake! Fake cowboy. cowboy. Oh, man, cool. Cool. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Watch out, Ahmed. He's going to smack you. He's going to smack you, Ahmed. Minute, Just do it, Jeff. <sighs> oh. <laughs> smash that platinum disc over his head. I, I feel like that was meant to smash. Yeah, get, get in the way of the shot oh. there, he looks like his, looks
1: like I feel like that was meant to smash. Yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> right into the chair. Effective beatdown. Would you have had Ahmed take a shoeing at this point?
2: I don't think I would. Maybe not, but it gives him proper motivation for a story rather than Jerry Lawler and um, Shane Douglas going, oh, you you can't spell. You're uh. crap, lol. <laughs> Instead, you got Jeff Jarrett turned up saying, ah, you're shit. And Ahmed being like, hey, I'll smack you. And he's like, oh, smack me, will you? I'm going to batter you, you little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's... And I feel like it's them moving on Oh, he's fine. He's okay. He's no-selling I feel like this is him moving on from Dean Douglas. This is them drawing a line under Dean Douglas very quickly. He fell
2: over. That's a shame. But it's... it's... <laughs> Yeet! I don't, I don't mind that because it's made Ahmed look like a badass. It's made Jarrett look like a horrible little shit. <laughs> and in terms of beatdowns, this is, I think, the most... Like weapons filled that I've seen since we've been doing the podcast. I don't think they thought this bit through. <laughs> no, it's sloppy
1: as <laughs> I think I think Ahmed was a bit too quick. Yeah. And he just slows down as he walks through the curtain. I think I think Ahmed caught up with Jeff a bit too quickly there. Yeah. So I think that they uh that's Jeff,
2: what, Jeff was like pantomime running and Ahmed was like, I'm gonna fucking bust <laughs> Ahmed was like, <laughs> doing the fucking London marathon. <laughs> it's yeah, it's but in terms of, like, he smashed a pitcher over his head. he's battering him with a chair. I, since I hopped on, I can't remember any beatdowns like that. It's been more like... Make quick work, a, quick, quick work of Buddy
1: Landell. Yeah.
2: Which helped. <laughs> so uh,
1: Dave didn't give that a rating. No. Because it was more of a segment than a, yeah. than a match. But
2: effective in setting up a new challenger. It, it, I do like the fact that it was just... It was, thank you, next. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Smack Dean on the bum. It doesn't matter, here's Jeff Jarrett.
1: It's very similar to what they did on SmackDown for the classic SmackDown review this week because Stacey Carter just got sacked and Gerard Oliver just left. So they did like a little segment to kind of explain away why she's no longer uh, uh, being kept held captive by the right to censor. Right. And then immediately the APA ran out and attacked them. So it's if they go like, thank you, next. Yeah, like, move on, move on, move on, move the story. Oh, now that's a, a letter from Gold Dust. A little sexy letter from Goldust. Oh. From Fan Mail. And, and Ramon not happy because it's a mang mang. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, well,
2: I mean. That's why he's not happy. As we'll see at WrestleMania 12, it, 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 gets, it, it gets decidedly more homophobic, doesn't mm, it? It sounds a little bit. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim! <Gym>? Yeah!
1: <laughs> Who else is going to officiate a hog pen match than Hillbilly Jim? Throughout his
2: career, Hillbilly Jim has looked, like, in terms of shape, he's always been in fantastic shape. Size of him. Don't go mess with a country boy. Ah, oh, he's brilliant.
1: I suppose they never made him champ. <laughs> 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 before we get into the way of the hog match, round three of Milton Bradley karate fighters. He's, he's cool, uh, it is uh, so far, Cyber Fist Nil, Tiger Ninja 2. Round three, fight. <laughs> Come on!
2: <laughs> uh, you- him in the deck repeatedly. Ow! Ow! He's
1: just like... He's sh- hit hitting machine I can't get a I can't get a purchase! Get a good swing on, you... You bastards! Oh. Awww! <laughs> ew!
2: Ew! Cyberfist wins. Cyberfist float. No,
1: it's ti- cy- Tiger. Tiger Ninja. Tiger Ninja. Cyberfist loses. He's, he's... Oh, and three is friendship. <laughs> friendship again. <laughs> so, thank you, Milton Bradley. Uh, current time on the recording is 38 minutes and 52, 53, uh, 54, uh, 55. As Hunter Hearst Helmsley gets into the ring with his little, with his little spray...
2: So they've been they've been tooling this heavily on the house show loop for a couple of months now. They've been having uh, slop matches, slop matches. So yeah, the, basically the, the same idea, just for actual bringing live pigs to every
1: match. <laughs> now I thought, now I've probably got my timelines all skew if because I thought that Triple H had this match and this feud following the um, the curtain call incident, and this is a sort of a way to. Humble him, but apparently this happened before the curtain call.
2: Yeah, because curtain call, is that May? May, May 96? Yeah. Oh, God, because I always, yeah in my head then, I was like, surely then what happens to him at WrestleMania was for the curtain call, but that oh. was before it as well. No. Instead, you know, it's a good thing the curtain call happened because otherwise the tra- trajectory of the World Wrestling Federation would have been a very different.
1: Would Triple H have been a world champion if he wasn't married to Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> Let's... <laughs> well, I believe the Tiger Ninja has had his thoughts on the matter. And he said, Absolutely. <laughs> <all.">
2: <laughs> uh, see? Shut up, lad. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: oh, so- cameraman got slopped. Oh. oh, no, Chimmel. Chimmel's
2: down. Oh, Chimmel, fix it. Chim- oh, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, you can't say that anymore. Sorry, Tony. Tony
1: Chimmel on uh, Chris Van Vliet's show this week was very good. Oh. Chris Van Vliet gets
2: some... Yeah.
1: Do you know what? I, I feel like I'm quietly in competition with Van Vliet. Yeah. And it's no competition because he is—he is, he is a, a, a seasoned interviewer. He is a handsome as fuck man, and he has a wonderful show that does wonderful numbers. But I feel like there'll be on the other occasion there'll be somebody that I'm—I'm I'm maybe pursuing to have a chat with, yeah. and then all of a sudden they'll pop up with Van Vliet, and I'll find myself on my own going Van Vliet.
2: Get here,
1: Chris! Uh, like Receive a meeting. I'll have a lovely chat with like Scotty Too Hotty about all sorts of things, and then Van Vliet will drop one of you like Scotty Hotty confesses that Vincent Mann is an alien. <laughs> Van Vliet <laughs> <laughs> He got the real scoop. Scotty's not an alien, by the way. No. Love Van Vliet. Lots of love. He was on Desert Island grabs and he was a lovely man. Yeah? Yeah, man after my own heart. He's excellent.
2: Any noteworthy matches that you picked? That you can
1: remember. Um,
2: I know he picked Mania,
1: X, Eight, Hogan, and Rock as one of them. I can't Correct. remember the other two, but definitely that one he picked out just because the, you know, it's, it's hard not to love that match. Oh! Oh, he's he's putting peanut. Oh, is it slop? Oh, it's slop. Delicious slop.
2: Just lettuce and bits of wet.
1: Yeah, like. I'm just trying to figure out what is in that slop. It just looks like it's lettuce and avocado and bit of mash probably.
2: It's a bit of Burger King mash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ask, ask if they're doing mash. You so run backstage and they're you? Just like
2: Davey boy, where, where's your lunch pail? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, it's over there.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I'm just your your time. It's perfect.
1: I was just about to pour it into the trough. Here you go. Help yourself, <laughs> Davey. Why would you eat out of a trough? Well, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> no, Davey, just you. It's just so
2: we could do press ups at the same time. <laughs> so, oh yes. <laughs>
1: Davey like down,
2: chomp, and up, <laughs> down, chomp, and up. I thought we
1: all let out of a trough. No, no. no. <laughs> apparently not. It's apparently not a
2: tiger ninja. Karate kri- kri- fighters are going mental.
1: <laughs> They're in a lovely time in Milton Bradley. There we see the war games three, se- the World War Three setup. War games. It looks. It just. I just like that image when you consider that WCW had three rings and then this this show they've got a ring and a hog pen. And Hillbilly Jim as guest
2: ref. As, as, as guest country bumpkin. For those who can hear some rustling, as is now oh, tradition. Oh, did you? Eat? I ate mine already. As is now tradition, I'm having an Easter egg. Uh, we both
1: went to the shop earlier and I bought we both bought Easter eggs, but I must confess I ate mine already. How could you resist? I ate mine already. Well I was uh, finishing up my notes for this. I pushed it right in my face. <laughs> Shoveled it right down, big gullet! Right, damn it, rude olives <laughs> Easter egg king. I'm Easter <laughs> Easter egg king. I've got an idea.
2: Why can you only get
1: Easter eggs? I've tried. To, I've I've tried to find an Easter chicken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was
1: like, they all, they all, none of them lay chocolate eggs. They all lay a chicken egg. Uh, no, I not. mean, they, they taste fine, <laughs> but <a> bit crunchy. <laughs> Do you cook them, Dave? Crunch, cook them? You're not meant to cook them, right? No, that's only if you want a boiled egg. Yeah. Oh, well. I like man, Runny. <laughs> really, Runny. You normally sick out of both sides when you have an egg. Oh, I mean, oh, That's the point in it. You know, building up on the beauty to salmonella <laughs> if they ever come round. It's all right. I can't get salmonella because I don't like salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's weird how Davy Boy Smith has just become this divine constant across all the classic reviews. But all the jokes are uniquely to each universe. <laughs> but Davy Boy Smith just becomes this. De- I'm so excited because we're about maybe two years away from him popping up on Nitro. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and the cycle resumes. <laughs> He's just left on uh, on the classic Raw review. We won't see him again for a year. So we're happy that we've got him here. Have you been classic smack now? Yeah, so yeah. classic SmackDown apologies. Yeah, I, I, Smackdown, shit then I was
2: like, "Where's Where's Davy going?" Oh no,
1: no, he's not going. yet, no, don't you worry. We've got I, we've got him for a while.
2: I was thinking this uh, last night. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be really sad when Davy goes." But we've got he, him until '97, and then he'll come
1: back. And he's back in '99, so we're only losing for like like eighteen months. But what a long eighteen months! It's a long is. eighteen months. The sheer joy of... Wait wait till we get to denim-jeaned
2: bulldog. Oh,
1: God. That is like pep, <laughs> pepperami-skinned <laughs> bulldog. Jesus. It's a time. Now, what's he hoping for here, Triple
2: yeah. H? Your feet have nowhere to go there.
1: <laughs> he had a cut. Triple H always makes the mistake of trying to do the pedigree near ropes.
2: <laughs> I thought he was meant to be a divine ring general. That's what I thought. Bollocks, he's not even ring corporal. Knee drop. Elbow drop. That'll
1: do. Oh. That's nice, that. You very rarely see Triple H do anything top ropey. No, definitely. Maybe the odd top rope nothing, but apart (laughs) from that, nothing.
2: He loves a top rope nothing, does Triple H. I always called it a flying hug. A flying hug. Because they never, like, yeah, for the top rope, nothing. They never look like they're going to do a move. They just jump and don't think. They don't, like, pretend to go for an axe handle or a clothesline or something. They just jump. So I always said, oh, look, he's just going to jump and give him a big hug. He's just going to have
1: a nice hug on on, on landing. just going to land into a lovely hug.
2: I'll I'll push my Easter egg away because it's terrible radio. No, um, it's it's fine. Thank you to Patreon. Talking of a terrible radio, Tom, what do you have on your pancakes? (laughs) Exactly what you said,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Ninja. (laughs) Exactly what you said. This uh this is going out a week later, but I will if you wish for me to to just to scratch uh, to to pick this scab, I certainly will. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I've I've been loving right. it all morning, everyone needling you. <laughs> I fucking hate radio presenters on pancake day. My people, more often than not, Really let me down on Pancake Day. Yeah. Because it has been, and it's something I, I, I preach and rally against. It's on Pancake Day, the general consensus on radio, you will hear wanky radio where the presenters will go, so uh, text in and tell me what you're having on your
2: pancakes. Do you go classic or do you go a do bit Do you have maple, a bit yeah. of sugar
1: on there? Do you have a bit of maple syrup? Yeah. Oh, do you have a savory one? Do you have Nutella on there? It is a really boring question. Yeah. It is such a boring, because I don't care what people have. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of accepted that radio presenters on Pancake Day will ask the question to their audience. And, people, and, and what annoys me, the big thing that annoys me more than anything is I know why radio people do it because there is this, this considered idea within radio that if you're getting texts in, therefore it is a successful show. Yeah. I never always prescribe to that. Maybe that says more about how successful I've been as a radio <laughs> presenter. <laughs> Maybe that's, that says more about me. A hundred people texting in saying sugar, Nutella, syrup. That's not good radio. That's just, It's just a list. It's ingredients. It's ingredients. I don't want to listen to the radio. Like, I don't. There's no. It's not interesting to hear a radio presenter go, hello to uh, Helen in in Devon, who's like, who loves having syrup on her pancakes. (laughs) That's crazy. Hello to Michael in Exeter, who always has Nutella on his It's fucking boring. (laughs) It's fucking boring. And that's part of the pancake day. Nuisance. The other thing that presenters do is they go, Okay, as well as asking people what they have on their pancakes, we're gonna do we're gonna make pancakes live in the studio. So they bring in like ladies lovens and they make pancakes on the radio and it's just boring.
2: But it's bad radio, it's like shit it's radio. Like, like the fact it's not like that- playing karate fighters. No. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> And then, and then, on top of that, on top of this dull bit of radio, oh, look at us, aren't we wacky? We're making pancakes. Pancakes. Fuck off. On top of that, it gives radio presenters this weird little semi-on. Because they get to go, they get to use the word toss on the radio. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're a good tosser, aren't you? Hey, I've <laughs> always known you were a big tosser. By that, I mean tossing pancakes. <laughs> Triple H won the hog pen match. Uh, Goodbye tossing. <laughs> he tossed hog. Henry Godwin into the hog pen. Yeah. I hate that. I think all of that, if I hear... Ra- uh, and I'll put radio stations on on Pancake Day because I'm a glutton for punishment. And... I'll hear presenters that I I, that I appreciate, that I like, that I admire, and I hate all just falling into this same trap, <laughs> and I don't know why. And we have, as people, oh, hang on, a little bit of revenge. Nice, nice military hang by Mark Canterbury. Oh, good bump by Helmsley. Oh, he's bleeding into oh. the. Oh
2: my God, that's gonna get infected. That's
1: horrible. That'll get infected, surely.
2: That's oh, it. Frighten the poor those pigs. Those
1: poor pigs. Bless them. I like pigs. Oh, jeez. I never spotted that he was bleeding before.
2: He, he must have taken a bump into the wood or something.
1: Yeah, he must have caught a splinter. Yeah, you want to get that cleaned out almost immediately. Now, they've dubbed over yeah, Country Boy. Yeah. Is it because it's a Jimmy Hart cut? Must be. It must be because it's a Jimmy Hart cut. You can tell they've dubbed over it because... Like, That's the cheapest instrumental I've ever heard. It's crap, is it? Go ahead. a Bit of a flare flop there. There you go. He, he knows. He, like, Triple H understood the assignment here. <laughs> he understood the assignment. Yeah. And I, I think fair play to him. He threw himself into that role and into the, the, the pig shit. He threw himself into it. But those poor pigs must be terrified. All those screaming people. Bless them. I like pigs. I like pigs too. Pigs Pigs are good people. They didn't. I got
2: peened. Get in. What a shot. Get in. (laughs) A full full cup drink hit (laughs) hit, hit (laughs) your plate in the face and for a split second you saw murder in his eyes. That's class. That is class. His hair's dry, though. Yeah. (laughs) Vince yucking it up.
1: Meanwhile. We're off for a lovely night out.
2: Oh, they're after do some. This is an
1: in your house, Advert. Are oh, they all over to watch the WWF? We should dress like that to watch Raw. Yeah. Apparently, we should look at them. They're all having a lovely night watching the WWF. Yeah. Post-sophisticated night in. Oh.
2: Oh, now they have a fight. Wrestling makes you that's, violent. That's disturbing. The fact that someone accidentally got slapped, so he beats the shit out of someone in front mm. of a child—that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> naughty that is. Yeah, so I, I hope I hope the the character of that old man uh, died <laughs> for being a horrible horrible person. The character—it's
1: probably brown bread now. Character, character. Um, what did Dave Meltzer give the Hogpen match? One and a quarter. One star. star. It's not been a a great night so far on paid few fronts. Should we have another go with these boys?
2: Yeah. Do you want to swap Uh, swap over here?
1: Yeah. So that's my my beef with Pancake Day. It just brings out the the worst in radio people, and it makes me sad because I know that there's so many that are capable of so much. What was it that one?
2: Oh, I thought that was this. I mean, they're they're the same. I know it's just because one makes the screaming noise. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Actually, let's put you up to f- I've oh. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Well, so far it's three and to, to it was, it oh to
2: Tiger Ninja.
1: Was it four? Oh, it's four then. Four, it's four and o to Tiger Ninja. Round yeah. five. Four.
2: Fight! <laughs> <laughs> mm, 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 mm,
1: mm.
2: Oh, he's kicking me in the leg <laughs> just give me a, just give me a dead leg
1: right, oh. Oh,
2: in the dick. dick
1: dick we're playing Milton Brady Karate fighters by the way dick. Uh, 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 uh. Um, by the way Tiger King is definitely Tiger King Tiger ninja look at the kick look at the, look at the range on Tiger ninja's leg get that big kick in This is the Sean Brett Iron Man match.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edge vs Matt Hardy. <laughs> Yay! That was, a, that was a proper Hollywood.
1: I, th- I think he's broken his leg because that, that joint looks really wobbly.
2: I think it's meant to be. Oh, they're meant to be wobbly. That's fine. Then. The wobbles. Meant to be the wobbles. I'm determined to take this home and take... Um,
1: take him apart? Cyber
2: Ninja home and fix him. Bring him in. Because... Even though we've been farting around with these, these are really fun. These are
1: fun. <laughs> these are fun, to be fair. Thank you on Patreon for supporting us and in, as a reward. You are just playing with them. You lucky devils. <laughs> radio presenters do better on Pancake Day next year. Thank you.
2: Yep. That's all uh, I ask. Are there any other... Oh, I'm miles oh, away from the microphone. Oh, there's loads of
1: like... Um, tropes that Oh, gosh, there's loads of radio tropes that that, that do my nut in Uh, what's your favourite biscuit yeah lazy what is your favourite biscuit do you care no there you go (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think more than anything it's I've always been I've always pride myself on doing if I do texters or phoners or things to like topical things it's so we can get stories. Yes, because you'll remember the stories that come from them. I don't want just like a list of things.
2: Yeah, a one-word answer is terrible. It's not interesting,
1: I and mean, then it's the the trick is to get stories from them. Yeah, you know, and uh, and and I don't care. Like that was so we, we were talking in the office about it, and and then they said, and then and then Fraser said, "Oh, what if I was? What if I wanted to call you about um, that? I was making a pancake, and whilst I was." Whilst I was spreading my pancake, I, the knife slipped and I cut my thumb off. So that'd be brilliant. Yeah. I'd want to hear that. And then, and then my brain goes, okay, maybe we do, next year, we do accidents involving pancakes. Yeah. There, there you go. Stories. I'm not against pancakes. I like pancakes. By the time you've heard this, I've probably had pancakes for tea at least once in the past seven days. I like pancakes. Yeah. I just find the pancake day texture incredibly boring. Diesel and Owen Hart. This should be good. Because sure. Diesel has a nice history with Hart family people. And Diesel is pissed off at the uh, moment. Yeah, he's got an edge. He's got an edge too. Yeet! And he's yeeting Owen Hart around the rest. best rim. Keith Lee there. That was quite a Keith Lee-esque yeet from Diesel. He looks massive tonight. I don't know whether it's just because he's against Owen Hart, who's a bit shorter.
2: Yeah. He looks massive. Oh, that was gorgeous. Bloody hell. Sidewalk, you know the traditional walking sidewalk slam from Kevin Nash, but he mm. jumped about four foot in the air. That was really nice. Diesel's motivated now; he's not like the man in the company. Yeah, there's a little bit of pressure
1: off, and Vince is kind of letting him just be him. If this was the Diesel that's been world champion,
2: it'd been amazing. Oh, mm. that was
1: oh, that was a scary bump. Imagine this being a title match with Owen Hart being a ratty little bastard. Yeah. Like goading Diesel for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then Diesel just lets loose with all this. And would it headline the show? I don't know. You might need something a little bit beefier, but it'd yeah. be a fun title match. Yeah, definitely. They headlined
2: house shows with this, I believe. I'd, I'd watch that. If someone yeah. said you're coming to a show tonight, it's Diesel versus Owen Hart. I'd be like,
1: yeah. There was when, um, when Diesel became world champion they ended up doing this thing because they were going to run the house shows with Diesel and Bob Backlund um, rematches. Uh, Backlund took that first jackknife, landed badly, and Backlund said, I ain't never taken another jackknife. Yeah. So the house show loop for that first week was Diesel and Backlund, but then Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart running in at the end. So they could take the jackknife, so they could
2: they could dish out some jackknives and send the fans home happy. Do you reckon that's part of the problem? You know, you said there's been alleged rumours about the clique saying get rid of Backlund. Possibly that's part of it because yeah. Backlund went, I ain't taking another jackknife. Because Im- Im- imagine, Ke- Kevin Nash is the smartest man in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine even him, if a ba- Backlund saying to his face, I'm not taking that again. I don't think Nash would have been stupid enough to say, oh yeah, what are you going to do about it? No. Because Backlund would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Backman is legitimately a tough man. Yeah. He would have a good old fight with him. He's a very polite man, but a tough man. But that's why they'd want to get him out. Yeah. So they haven't got to worry about him anymore. That's, there's some there's some some strong truth to that, yeah. I believe.
2: But, it's, it's like, oh, I'm sure we talked about it before, one of my favourite stories, the um, when Triple H was in ratty arsehole mode and said he didn't want to lose the Kurt Angle because he was small. And was at Pat Patterson who said, well, why don't you try legitimately fucking wrestle him then, see how you get on? And then Triple H just quietly sat down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wrestling's weird, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's so weird.
1: It's Owen Hart doing the funk spin and toe hold, there. I think he was attempting. He seemed to be, didn't he? All trying to apply a figure four. Yeah, it's hard to tell whether someone's setting up for a figure four or uh, applying the spinning toe hold. <laughs> You could be midway through a submission move and not know straight away. Yeah. I always thought the spinning toe hold didn't work as a finish. It just looks like a setup for another move. 619!
2: <laughs> like, how would you grab someone's toe through a leather booth? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: With great difficulty. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: unless you're fighting like Jimmy Snooker. It's not going to work. Whoa. Diesel
1: looks like a fucking
2: beast tonight. This is how you book him.
1: Christ! You've taken the belt off him and you've just made him amazing. There's something about him. There's an aura about him tonight. Yeah. He looks so cool.
2: If he'd been the champ, it'd have been fine. Crowd love him. Well, during my... That was a horrible jackknife. but pretty miserable. During my WCW f- fandom, I was a huge Kevin Nash fan. <laughs> oh... He got off the pin at two there, put the foot on the chest. But yeah, I I was a massive Kevin Nash fan, because I was just like, look at him, he looks amazing, he's cool, he thinks he's Tupac, he's a a fucking legend. And he he does, he just has that, he's got that charisma you can't teach. Better jackknife. He's now been disqualified for shoving the ref.
1: And he's saying, "I want my belt. I want my belt back." But I'm just cross. Okay. Not about winning, just about being destructive.
2: Yeah, I like that. I thought I was really good. Did Dave bother Markner? He did. What really? did Dave give him? He seemed a bit miserable tonight. Two. One and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. I that was
1: better than a one and a half. It's a bit short. There wasn't a lot to it. Mm. Maybe new edgy diesel he now in motivated. Pog form <laughs> he's back he's, in Pog form he's back in Pog and look he's, and he's staying true to his word if you've got the glove he said this in the week if you've got the glove I'll I'll, I'll support five. you I'll five you if you haven't then get fucked smartest man in wrestling he's looking sells that diesel merch yeah he's ace he's absolutely spot on <laughs> oh Christ Both sat there thinking of shit have a, have a shower first lads. Triple H mate. They made a killing On these superstar lines
2: Oh yeah I, I know that um, Mean Gene And WCW He made a fucking Small fortune didn't he? <laughs> Call me tonight I've got some exclusives About a former WWF champion Who's heading to WCW Because they were Very
1: blatant about Like the The things We had a, a fun moment On the Nitro review The last one that we did Oh hello! On the last one that we did, where they said, "Call the Superstar Line now to find out which WCW wrestlers finished up with the company." Oh, and um, and it was Sabu. Okay. But this is how Sabu found oh, out that yeah. he'd finished with the company because he couldn't get an answer from Eric Bischoff about when he was needed next, so he rang the Superstar Line, where they said, "Sabu's finished with the company." <laughs> Sabu's
2: furious. Right. I know what's coming here.
1: Ted DiBiase's in the ring. Bah, humbug, indeed. <laughs> Not surprised that uh, Alan Rickman from <laughs> Die Hard, <laughs> Hans Gruber hates Christmas.
2: Just he got chucked
1: <laughs> off a fucking building. <laughs> Christmas.
2: Everybody has a price, McLean.
1: It's a shame that he's no longer with us because if they ever did a story about res- a movie about wrestling, Alan Rickman as Ted DiBiase, oh yeah, would be amazing. Or, 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 Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is Ted DiBiase. Should all that business be sorted um, and he mm-hmm. acts again, but we don't know.
2: Good old Alec Baldwin. I like good old Alec Baldwin.
1: <laughs> mm. Savio Vega mm. and Father Crispus. What a team. See, WWF need more tag teams. Yeah. So, Savio and Santa...
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Savianta. So, Savio and Santa, the SS. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. Hello, Santa. Santa Claus no. getting back on, peace.
1: <laughs>
2: no, much. let's stay off, peace. Too much karate and Easter egg has <laughs> sent me west.
1: Not too far west, though. No.
2: Just, just west, west of Germany. North. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere near the Rhineland. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, go ahead, Throw some more t-shirts.
1: Ah, free Whoa, merch.
2: Kisses oh, to the people.
1: So he's got some of these real shite WWF toy belts. We see them on Raw. They look nothing yeah. like. They're the old style WWF championship belts, and I mean like the old style, like the late eighties ones. Yeah,
2: they they kept that design for years for the toys. For the toys,
1: yeah, and I don't care why. because like, they were cheap. I mean, there is that. Yeah,
2: as in the WWF were cheap.
1: But they're so on it now with merch. Oh, God. That's why Big E came out on an ATV the other week, because they just sold this new ATV Big E toy.
2: Is that why they did it? That's why that. they did it. They
1: know. went, buy all our playsets and toys.
2: Are you saying Big E's one of the cheap commandos? Yes. Big E is from the cheap commandos. I hate you, cheap commandos. I like to say a cheat. Holy crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: These truth commandos are really. Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a special bit of the internet that still remembers that, which is nice. What a bored-looking child that was in the crowd. Savio is now saying that he believes in Father Christmas, and we should all. Here you go, I believe in Santa Claus. You're a grown man. Well, Santa Claus is there, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. Seeing well, is believing. His hat. He believes in, in the magic, magic of Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Not Santa Claus per se.
2: That's very different. He believes in the symbol. A bit like Batman, but nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Biggest heel turn of the century, Santa!
2: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but wait! <laughs> That's not Santa. That's bad. <laughs> Oh,
1: that's not Santa.
2: <laughs> Strong <start.
1: laughs> Oh, I'm sad that Santa's a heel. I drew up with some pure shading. <laughs> Santa, <Claus. laughs> I've written some poetry. Santa's a heel. So. Oh, no. no.
2: Do we want some facts about Santa? this santa yeah well i think i know who's portraying him who is portraying
1: santa balls 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 that's right (laughs) jonathan Reckner, aka boo bradley aka balls mahoney Mahoney. and there we see with that with the hair coming off there he is there's balls good old balls chairman of ecw balls mahoney him and Hans Gruber beating himself over I want a tag team Balls Mahoney and Hans Gruber. <laughs> now, Vince McMahon has had a bonk on for the idea of a heel Father Christmas for years. Of course he has. For years. Of
2: course he has. But
1: he never found anybody that he really thought could play the role. And then it was watching Jonathan Reckner doing stuff in Smoky Mountain as Boo mm. Bradley where Vince went, I see him as Father Christmas. And that is where we're at today. Yeah. Um, more on the, the <laughs> debut of Father Christmas next week. I have a feeling
2: it's a gimmick with a limited shelf life, but more on it next week. <laughs> I mean, uh, Why is he not as fondly remembered as the gobbledygooker I hear you ask?
1: It's a very good question, and one that maybe we'll have answers to in the weeks to come. <laughs> it's a gimmick that you can only really push, like, three weeks out of 52. Homer, I
2: told you, you need to sell your pumpkin futures before Halloween, before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker is
2: bad. The Undertaker, <laughs> I'm strong, sir. Paul Bearer is a bit strong, sir, doesn't he? He is, very, he is very strong, So sad. he's strong, sad. Kane's clearly strong, man. <laughs> Brother on the phone Hey King Look at my cool
1: mask
2: <laughs> It's like his it coach Z or is he
1: <laughs> Hey King What'd you take a look at my cool mask <laughs> You did a hey I ain't jerping for nobody Drink gear, You did a great Mabel's about to do a great jerb for me <laughs>
2: Straight away, I was like, "Well, Mabel's clearly <laughs> the cheat." <laughs> no, the, um
1: no, Mo would be Ma- Mabel is Bob's. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm running
2: the shop. Jamil, 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 Jamil. <laughs> Fucking love it. Jeff Hardy, yes. yes. Jeff Hardy, carrying
1: Mabel. I wonder if Matt's there, then. Oh, uh, one yeah, well, they, they always get booked together. Young boys. Young boys. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Gabriel Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doc Hendricks! There's the future Jeff Hardy manager! Yeah. What's going on? What is gonna Doc Hendricks, like, I'm back here. You won't believe it. <laughs> Undertaker's <laughs> just got his knob out. I was about to say something horrible. Whoa, don't scan down. Yay! SNES Yeah,
2: On some awful-looking top balling! And that SNES SNES box has been battered. What a weird-looking PlayStation box. eh? It's a rectangular...
1: Why is the PlayStation game the cheapest out of the three?
2: Is that how they took over the market?
1: Well, I always... It might have been, actually. Oh,
2: and there's the cheap! There's the VHS guide! So that's the
1: VHS guide where Undertaker, completely deadpan, tells us how to do the Demon Dizzy
2: (laughs) On, on Sega Genesis Press. Circle. <laughs> I, I don't know what the buttons are. Why has he
1: got a circle on a Sega Genesis? I don't
2: know. I was a, I'm, I'm a Nintendo. I was a Nintendo kid. You're a Nintendo boy. Yeah. Do you mind if I do
1: my steps around the room? Do whilst, your steps whilst, around whilst the room. because it's the first of March we're recording this. I'm going to try and get a full month where I get like my hourly steps perfect. Do it. Because Lord knows I need to be less fat. So I'm going to just, whilst the camera's rolling, <laughs> I'm just going to walk up and down the room. Cause I've only got about 100 up playing Karate Fighter as me
2: doing we, we were giving it the business playing Karate Fighters yeah, before. Yeah,
1: that's very true. And I was playing with my, my dominant
2: hand. Oh, my God. dominant Karate Fighter hand. So while, while Tom's pacing yeah, right, around the room... i back, back now. Like, like, I'm a,
1: down, I'm
2: like Doc Hendricks after dizzy. Uh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> i feel demon dizzy. Welcome back, Tom. Thanks, mate. <clears throat>
1: Here comes the Undertaker.
2: <laughs> Here comes the Undertaker. He's big and angry, covered Even in, in shades. He, he wears a, a mask.
1: mask. He's got, got no friends. friends. <laughs> His real name Maybe is Derek Undertaker. Undertaker. His wife's name is Sarah. Undertaker. Make sure when you drive with him, you don't overtake her. Dong. No. <laughs> That'll be out on vinyl eventually.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> rough trade. Twenty-six pound. <laughs> it is a rough trade. You're absolutely right. Oh, you want a rough trade? <laughs> oh, so this is the fight. Is this Mabel's final night? No, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Surely it's, it's not, he's got. What is that hair, mate? That's awful. Isn't it? Shave it.
2: Shave those sideburns. Surely they'd keep, try and keep everyone for the Rumble at least, just so they've got bodies. Yeah, you'd have thought so. But then saying that, getting Mabel out of a Rumble, can he take an over the top rope bump?
1: I'm sure he has done. Mm. I'm sure he has done. Because he's a big boy. They'll be um, on the same team in a couple of years' time. Yes,
2: they will. Mm -hmm. They'll have a a meeting beforehand at the local (laughs) local (laughs) church hall.
1: Now, we'd like to welcome uh, Mabel to the uh, meeting of the Bowen Street crew.
2: Thank you. Now, we
1: understand that, Mabel, uh, you want to change your name.
2: Uh, Yes, please. I was thinking maybe Plasma or bone marrow okay
1: or... well we've got pla- okay well plasma as we know is a member here he's a member he's moved over to our scarborough branch oh, okay but we do expect him back uh, in the autumn so we'd rather not call you plasma mm. or by now bone marrow um obviously one of our previous members uh, ian bone marrow oh, uh, yeah, is remembered here so we'd rather not call you bone marrow do you have any other sort of like fluid like names
2: uh oh. Well, my, my final two are either Viscera or or Jizz.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't expecting Jizz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God, I've, I've broken Tom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 um, I kind of want to call you Jizz. I feel like when he debuts in a few years' time, we've got to call him Jizz.
2: Jizz, 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 Gizzera. Um
1: Gisera. Oh, the world's largest love machine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Oh,
2: we'll, we'll stick a pin in Gis. We think,
1: <laughs> we think, we think Viscera's more, more in we're, fitting. We're going to go with Viscera. Yeah, um, yeah. Michael Viscera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, meanwhile, big Viscera. Oh, <laughs>
2: Oh, he, he didn't shit out of it. He took
1: it. He, I think, I think he'd be shitting afterwards. Oh god! Yeah. And right on his tumbles. <laughs> if I do a belly flop nowadays, I need the toilet very quickly.
2: And I mean, but before everything. Beforehand, he had three visits to Mash King as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Like, oh, I couldn't think of anything worse than before you have a re- before you go to a wrestling match, loading up on mash. Oh god! Oh
2: Jesus! <laughs> It's like <laughs> I've ever told you the time that I was uh, sick and stoked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't, but I hope now you're going to. So
2: when when I lived uh, over <laughs> in the Great White North of Canada for a few years, <laughs> one time when I came home to visit, some of my friends were like, "Should we go to Walton Towers?"
1: Okay, and I was like, "Yeah, go where on. wonders
2: never cease." Yeah. And it was—it wasn't too long after the Smiler incident. Oh, I remember that. So yes. the park was dead. It was great, but oh, because I was back home, I was just loading up on stuff that I couldn't get in Canada. So I was Fair. eating nothing but cocoa pops. <laughs> <laughs> so you can like take some with you. Are you storing it in your cheeks like a hamster? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. It's, <laughs> I, was just, I was just eating it all like a feral child so my mate Mark is driving us and um, I'm in the front and um, my ex Emma was in the back and as she said she said it was fantastic because she was asleep and said we'll be getting to the middle of Stoke and she just wakes up to see me because I've only got a small mouth holding my beard back and slightly opening my mouth putting my head out the window as a load of brown sick Oh, came my God. <laughs> so I'm being sick out of a moving car in Stoke. Two old women look terrified. My mate's got a white car as well, and this big oh. brown. And then all I heard in the background was just someone just go, dickhead. <laughs> As I'm being sick <laughs> at high speed as a load of chocolate milk has come out. Oh, my God. It just like, like The Exorcist. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of Cocoa Pops. I, if, it, if it basically gives you, you're sick, the color of mm. Cocoa Pops.
2: I think it was, I'd got a shower and I'd had some Cocoa Pops and then pretty much hopped right in the car. And I'm not always the best traveler. Right, so um, therefore
1: it's a heady combination. Yeah, luckily my A mate lot of was, evils. My mate's
2: very plastic. he's like, "Oh bloody hell!" I was like, "It's, mm. it's like, come on, we'll stop by the side if there's a bag or wipe what I can off." And then when, we, when we parked, we saw it. We're like, Oh, that's bad. And came back a couple of hours <laughs> later. Bad, and that. It baked in the sun. Oh <laughs> my
1: god!
2: So, oh jeez. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's just loads of just like glued on oh. vomit. Infested cocoa pops stuck on his car. <laughs> oh bloody!
0: Hell. On the drive
2: home, I went on all the rides. Fine. Yeah. Drive home. Fine. We listened to "Pure Heroin by Lord, <laughs> and I had the donut, and it was great. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> no more cocoa pops stick after. Did you? Did you? Did it put you off cocoa pops for a while? No, not at all. I was gonna. Hey, if anything, I was just like, "Oh, I need to top up. <laughs> <laughs> My supplies are low before I go back to Canada." It it, it, it takes a lot to put me off of food. Um, I, I I won't eat Subway after the time I pooed myself. Um, <laughs>
1: why did you What happened?
2: Right, so I just turned 18. I've not been to so I'm 33 now, so I've not been to Subway in fifteen years. <laughs> I used to go to Subway quite a lot, but I just turned 18. I was feeling good. I was like, I'm a man now, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wonderful. go to Subway. I went to one of my mates' gigs in Liverpool. They're a band called The Victory, just like, you know, meaty, horrible, hardcore. Um Coming home, I thought, right, I'll I'll, I'll get a late night sandwich, that's fine. And I just thought, right, I don't want to get anything too, you know, too flavoursome in case it repeats on me as I'm going to sleep. And I thought, I'll just get a turkey club, can't go wrong. And I think the mayonnaise must have been sat out all day. Oh. And just that night, I was awake all night. It's the most, like, vomitous I've ever been. It was awful. Oh. But then the next day, I was feeling a bit better. I was like, I might go to my Josh's. My mum was like, I wouldn't go out if I was like, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Mate Alex had come around, He's like, let's go. was like, okay. Now, walking up the, the street, and I did what I thought was an innocuous fart. Oh, no. I just stopped on my tracks and went, oh, no. Oh, no. what okay.
1: point did you know that it was instantly more than a fart?
2: Instantly. Mate Alex just turned around. He was smiling. He went, what? And I started to I was like, Alex, I've shit myself. I'm going home. <laughs> <no. laughs> oh, no. Went home, and I thought, right, if I was on my own, I could never tell a soul, and that would be fine. But one mate knew. So I had to text everyone I know, just saying, just in case you heard it, yes, I have indeed shit myself. <laughs> Put in the newsletter that week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, but I've told someone made sense and we, we've got a poo pants club. So if you're over the age of 18 and nice. pooed yourself, you're in the club. And now you've told the world. Yeah. Everyone poos. You know, it's
1: fine. Yeah. Sometimes you do shit yourself. Yeah. and it happens. So um, you're in good company. yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by the Irritable Bowel Syndrome Association of America.
2: Yeah. Welcome in, welcome in. I, I didn't pay any attention to that match because I was talking about poo and sick. Talk about poo and sick. And I was <laughs> I was going to chuck into the into the sick
1: conversation. I was going to chuck into. I'm sure Alex won't mind me saying about the time that we went out for drinks with friends for <laughs> Christmas, and um, they were drinks in Teesside, and and we stayed out much longer than we should have done. Much we were going to get a train back, but the last train back stayed out much longer than we should have done. Uh, Alex loves a red wine. She drank a lot of red wine that wow. night. and. Um, and then she did a red wine sick, oh which is God. the most terrifying of all the sicks. Yeah, because it looks like somebody you love is vomiting up blood, but it's not. It's it's red wine. <laughs> it's definitely red wine. Yeah, <laughs> because it smells a
2: bit like red wine as well, and because it's been through the body, it's it's a darker red, so it looks more like blood than it does. Yeah, red wine. and yeah. it's it's like a, quite an acidic.
1: Because yeah. obviously all the stomach acid is merged. This is a lovely conversation. is Very welcome. Visc- Viscular. Viscera, Viscular. viscera, viscera, <laughs> And it loops us round. Loops us all the way back around again. There we have. And look at a hey, A statement of intent by The Undertaker.
2: So Diesel wants I'm the belt. I'm going to buy a belt on the way home. Diesel wants the belt. Undertaker wants the belt. Yeah. Every man yeah. wants the belt. Brett has the belt.
1: Feisty collection. Undertaker... He's milking this. And he really is. That's, but that's how you're taught, isn't it, in the wrestling? To do something do very exaggerated Ed. to yeah. the back of the room. And there's Paul Bearer with the remains of the urn. Happy with his friend, the Undertaker, who you will never leave.
2: <laughs> Get out of there, Mark. Never leave. <laughs> Jim Yay! Ross! Dressed like John Berger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's about to do a trick shot.
2: As you can see, Jim, I'm going to pot the red blindfolded.
1: <laughs> oh. Pot in the pink is uh, Brett the Hitman Hart there with that pinfall. <laughs> oh, this summer slam thing they have um, beautifully milked.
2: But yeah, we, we were saying off camera that it's refreshing because they'd never do this in modern day WWF, W E F F E. You wouldn't say, oh, I remember this that happened three years ago.
1: Here he is. Diana Hart looking lovely tonight in red polka dot.
2: Yeah. Is she the only remotely good looking card? I think Keith Hart's a bit of a looker.
1: <laughs> I think she is. I think that I think Bulldog uh, punched up
2: oh, yeah. with Diana Hart's. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned up to her house. <laughs> Yo! Woman man! <laughs> I've got loads of candy floss it's been the fair
1: <laughs> I've, I will tell you about this idea I've got for a chain of a chain of restaurants
2: sweet corn kings the future
1: <laughs> are we getting a bulldog promo give us a bulldog promo
2: Yeah, we'll oh, Diana. building heart. to it
1: what's Diana going to say here
2: she got those heart promo oh, skills she really has. <laughs> here he comes Title. In your host, House you're
1: in Title T- Tidal. Tidal. You bastard
2: <laughs> There he is hey, There's Brett. your boy Brett. <laughs> Brett or Todd I do well, like both bit of my... <laughs> I like Todd Bettengill Are you
1: a Shawn Michaels guy or a Todd Bettengill guy
2: <laughs>
1: You can't be both <laughs> Todd screwed Todd <laughs> Brett, that's not how you wear glasses. He's got four eyes. That's why he's the excellence of execution. He sees more than us. I like he's written WWF World Champ on the top, just in case he forgets. Is that his script on his glasses? <laughs> <laughs> so he knows what he's saying. Not no. <laughs> I'm the Ha ha ha! What does that even mean? <laughs> I think he's written it down. Here he comes. Right. Do everyone fuck me. Main event bulldog. Here he goes. Now, uh, without giving too much away, um, this show so far in ring has fucking stunk. It's been pretty rotten. What we're about to see is a, a Hail Mary on our WWF pay-per-view, this will be probably Bulldog's best singles main event, possibly best singles outing. Better than SummerSlam? Better than SummerSlam.
2: Okay. That's set the because bar he's high. Not,
1: because he's not effed. Yeah. He's not effed in this. He's actually in the room for this particular match. Probably he's
2: had his wife with him all the time, yeah. just to keep an eye on it. I mean, it, it, his financial situation is worrying her because he's sunk all his money into <laughs> stuffing king, cranberry sauce king, <laughs> apple sauce king, horseradish king, turnip king, mash king, potato he's, king, and he's very worried has got to rush back because he's got a, he's, he's got a double shift at sweet
1: corn king. <laughs> after this match S- finishes. some ring
2: Ringard. Tom, tell them tell
1: him new potato king needs stocking <laughs> up. If he's going to Tesco, <laughs> can he get some new
2: potatoes? Oh, but he's, oh the Swede king's opening. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I fucking love Dave.
1: Onion but. ring king.
2: Like I, I was never before... This podcast from us ripping the piss out of (laughs) Davy Boy has made me a Davy Boy fan. Yeah,
1: do you know what? Same. I'm pulling for him now. Every time I watch anything with him in, I am pulling for him.
2: Like, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, British Bulldog, he's good. But, like, I preferred...
1: But it's weird, because, like, he was very much... Like, we talked about this last week. You know, we watched that advert that he did for The Mirror. Like, he was very much the... uh, like, the poster boy for he the was, UK. He was a
2: household name here. Yeah. He, like, truly a household name. When he, when he got um, his back injuries in WCW, I remember that making ITV news because he was he was a big deal over here during mm. what was, at the time, the
1: hottest period. He's probably the biggest, you know, British wrestler.
2: I'd say outside
1: hand- of Big Daddy and Giant Hayster. I'd say Hans down.
2: Yeah? Well, globally, anyway. Yeah,
1: on, on a global scale, in terms of, like represented the country, it's British Bulldog. You know, there'll be others that are technically better. There'll be others that, uh, you know, were you know uh, maybe currently in a, a, a wider scale more known. But yeah. historically, it's British Bulldog. Oh, definitely. Daffy was the yeah. guy. He headlined WWF's biggest pay per view. Yeah, which it is, and that's not just British hyperbole. <laughs> it was. They packed out Wembley Stadium with Bulldog in the main event. And for some reason, it's been. Oh, 30 years and they've still not come back. It's the 30th anniversary this year, isn't it? Yeah. They need to. There's a lot of conversation about something happening in September. Good when I'm on holiday. <laughs> 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 Plaza the UK pay per in September, apparently.
2: What's usually the September pay
1: Well, normally it's. Well, it used to be Unforgiven. Oh. But now I think it's. What it have been? Night of
2: Champions? Put a regal spin on that, I suppose. Yeah. Un- unless they fart around and just do King of the Ring at a different time. They could easily do that. Mm. They could easily do that if they end up
1: doing There's that. that's, that's, that's a lot, rumour, And then um, the Principality in Wales has been thrown around as a potential okay. locale, as has Old Trafford.
2: Yeah, I thought I'd get a nice reaction out of you. It's a good stadium for it. I don't know why... uh, Actually, probably Wembley's probably... I was going to say too expensive. WWF are shitting money. (laughs) They are shitting money, to be fair. Oh, my God. Davey doing some proper Owen Hart-style chain... Bulldog saying,
1: I'm not effed. Mm. This is a not effed Bulldog. This is why it's a superior match to their SummerSlam one. Because Bulldog is in... He is mentus. Brett, I'm not fucked. Yeah, Brett's still leading. Yeah, but Bulldog in the room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Immediately better. Immediately better. Because it's it's almost um, again because we've rewritten the you know the, the aura of the Bulldog, and like obviously his his jeans and pepper arm skin run and stuff. Mm-hmm. But thinking that he came up on the British scene, the, the fact that he tagged with Dynamite Kid, he's no fucking slouch. Mm. He's, he's a really good wrestler. He's just, when you think of his biggest matches, he's always been, he's never been the leader. That's no. The, I think that's the thing. He can, he can, he, he's, he would
1: never be a leader in a match. No. But, he can be directed. <laughs>
2: and that's fine. And when he was in tag teams, you think about the, British Bulldogs run. Oh, in kid WWF. was the kid was the, the the driving force. He was the driving force, but he was also the high flyer. Whereas Davey was the power, power man, mm, power and, man. And then with Owen, power man, power man. And then
1: with and again Jim. with Owen, who's a guy who can lead a match. Yeah. So and and that's fine. Like, if, I mean, it, it puts a kind of a limit on how far Bulldog can go if he can't be
2: sort of the ring general. But it's, it, I can imagine Vince saying as well. You know, like when uh, was it? The Giants was apparently but this is Paul White, could do like drop kicks and apparently stuff off the top rope. Mm. And Vince was like, God damn it, you're a giant, do giant stuff. It's probably a similar thing with Bulldogs. Like Bulldog, just hit the power slam and be a big beefy bastard. Mm. We don't want you doing technical British style wrestling. Young David is long gone. It's very old. nice shout out yeah. old Young David. Young David. Which is a terrible
1: mm. wrestling name, isn't it? Young yeah, David. Young David. It's almost as bad down. as the Dynamic Duo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, say in the ring now. Sixteen-year-old sensation, uh. Young David. <laughs> How old, is Young David? is 45, forty-five. Forty-five years old. Yeah. Young, you can still be Young David. Yeah, you only say that because you're seventy. Yes, but Young, young 40. David. Young David. Like a, forty is
2: still young. Like the youngster Carlos Cologne.
1: <laughs> all that, all that sprightly youngster that entered the rumble that time. Yeah. Carlos Cologne. Uh, 50 58 years old. <laughs> There's the Hulk sign. I'm sorry, right? That, that kid there, right? If you're watching, you're that kid. You're a little fucking troll because you're wearing an ECW t-shirt and you're holding up a sign that says Hulk rules. <laughs> Fuck off. You are doing it for... You're doing it for reactions. You're doing it for the Twitter
2: likes. I see you. See ya. Talking to witch. Should we get a timestamp? It's been a minute, hasn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, it's a good point, actually. As Diana Hartsmith stares lovingly into the ring. One hour, 31 minutes and 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. I've just r- r- spotted that Jim Cornette has got a festive tennis racquet. Of course
2: he has. It's lovely that <laughs> 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 looks like Frank, Frank Sidebottom and little
1: Frank. <laughs> so at this point, Jim Cornette is mulling over an offer from the WWF to work on the creative team. Well, Smoky Mountains wrapping up, so they're like, "Come work for us." Yeah, I think he may end up on the team. Yeah albeit briefly and he'll uh, famously butt heads with <laughs>
2: some of the uh, other people Jim Cornette, button heads with people uh, Jim Corner the, the most fluid man in wrestling <laughs> he likes he likes ah. a buffet of wrestling at hand he a likes a buffet a little bit from here oh there's a woman at the front who
1: has spotted the hulk sign uh, and she has taken it away
2: you naughty boy give us that there
1: was a woman who walked up the front there she had a, a lovely grey suit jacket on Everyone's and a an the yeah she's taking signs Is she returning them? Because obviously there is a report that says that she goes, yeah, because it's Christmas, have your sign back. Mm. Um, But she's taking them away. She's gone. She's gone with them. She's gone with them. Every look at the
2: gorgeous neck of Diana Hartsmith. Don't look at the woman taking signs. She's she's a woman after my own heart, Diana Hartsmith, because she has a natural scowl just like me. (laughs) (laughs) She has a very natural scowl. Just resting grumpy face. Bulldog kind
1: of did like a drop kick leg drop. <laughs>
2: that was really nice. Flicked out the leg.
1: Yeah, like that. So now they're consoling this kid who's just, again, you did it for the troll-like behaviour. like You right, mate? Yeah, I had that, soul, that sign taken that I held up just to wind people up.
2: Oh, he's a little boy, don't it's worry about it. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly 17 and wearing an EC fucking WT yeah, shirt. But he's oh, off. He's a sensitive soul. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> did we do the stars, by the way, for Taker and Mabel? Oh well, no, we didn't. One then.
2: <laughs> half star. One and a half star. Bollocks, was it? Jim Cornette and Little Frank, there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing? Oh no, no, your business. What I'm doing there, Little Frank? <laughs> uh,
1: did you ever see the Frank Sidebottom movie? It's a very weird one. It's it's kind of it's got the Frank Sidebottom head. But it's like not the story of Frank Sidebottom. No,
2: I've, n- I've not seen it. Some of my friends love it. It was written by, what's his name? He's a bit like um, John Ronson. Was it John Ronson? He- he's a bit like Louis Theroux. Okay, I'm not too sure you know. Um, because but... he was part of Frank Sidebottom's band at one point. So he basically, I think it's based on kind of his stuff. I'm probably getting this all wrong, but, but I never saw it. I watched the documentary on Chris Seavey last mm. year being Frank. Yeah. And he's a very. He was a complex man. Mm. But, so uh, Frank Sidebottom was um,
1: a comedian in the UK who had this massive paper mache head. Yeah. And he did stand up with this big paper mache head on and it was quite sinister at points. It was. Could, because it was just like an emotionless, never changing face. You but, didn't quite know but the char- how to read
2: it. The character was like, like a, a grow- an overgrown little boy. He loved like Thunderbirds and comics. <laughs> Not in like a kind of, oh, is he a bit, it has something happened to him? He was just Frank. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, Joe." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, space is brilliant. Space is ace. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, being Thunderbird three, going through the cosmos." <laughs> it's just <laughs> he was just he just had a he was just young at heart, wasn't he? Yeah. And he the first time I saw him, he scared the shit out of me. But now I love Frank so I. Got why him.
1: did he? What made you scared of him?
2: It was. Channel 4 were doing uh, a thing on, like, the 100 scariest moments. It, it was either the 100 scariest moments or it was something about controversial music videos. It was one of the two. And they were talking about um, Aphex Twin videos for, like, Come to Daddy and Window Licker and all yeah. those. as uh, Donkey Rhubarb as well, all the frightening ones. And they said, we reached out to the Aphex Twin for comments, but he sent his uh, his um, spokesperson instead. And just an umbrella spins around, drops, and Frank Sidebottom pops into the screen, going, ah, bloody hell! And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. is that? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the big paper mache head in the garden, screaming, <laughs> I was like, terrified. Um, but no, I love him. Sean hates Frank Sidebottom, but yeah, I love Why? him. Why? She just doesn't he's... like him, creeps him out, creeps um... her out. He's creepy, but he's... It, there's, like you said, there's sometimes a bit of sinister, but there's no malice to it. No. But yeah. Oh, that's...
1: I like, yeah, I, I do like him. I need to see more of him. Mm. But I enjoy what he's about.
2: He uh, just wanna... that
1: comedy, just, just the sort of the comedy with a bit of an edge
2: to it. It's just... It's, it's, some of my great regrets are a couple of years, like I, I'd forgotten about Frank Saibon. I got like back into him in the last few years. But I must have been like 18, 19. And my mate, AJ, who found us the uh, Karate Fighters, was telling us that Yeah, about 15 years ago, he was just doing small clubs in Liverpool, doing punk sets. Like, he did, like, a Misfits set where he's dressed like the Misfits and just doing, it with like, rinky-dinky, like, banjo versions of just, like, skulls and stuff like that. Apparently, he did a... He did Vale Park in New Brighton drawing a punk all day, and he did Six Pack by Black Flag, but it was about a six-pack of LucasAid, and <laughs> he, he couldn't drink them all because he, he'd be awake all night. He's like, oh, I've got to go home drink me lucasade. <laughs> see you later. Oh. <laughs> just, so, I, yeah, I, I never saw him, and just, he was right on my doorstep and just... I just wasn't aware at the time.
1: And you were like, oh, I could have been there. Could have mm. actually been there.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. It's, it
2: sucks when it's so close.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh! Like to have been there for that. Lovely pile that. driver by Brett That's a really nice pile driver. This has been, uh, I know we've talked a lot, but this has been a lovely match so far. Mm. We keep cutting to the, the lovely long neck of Diana Hart-Smith. She's got a very long neck.
2: That's a, yeah, she's like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> He's got a very long neck. He has got a long neck, hasn't he? Need four hands to throttle him. <laughs> it's like one it's potato, a, two potato, I, I, two potato. I feel, like, I feel like you've thought about this. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I
2: add? Get a giraffe looking bastard. About
1: throttling that man. I'll strangle you.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> like Andrew Garfield's got nothing against <laughs> He as seems all. like a lovely yeah. man. But just the first time I saw him, I was like Jesus, his neck.
1: <laughs> we watched. Um, we've been watching. <laughs> just a nice transition. We've been watching the Ted Bundy tapes. Are you still watching them? Yeah. <laughs> but there is a movie about Ted Bundy. Oh, I know the one you starring mean. Starring him from High School Musical. Zac Efron. Zac Efron. He is, right, never has a man more become more seasoned as an actor as Zac Efron. Mm. Like, it's, phenomenal in The Greatest Showman. All, all, and all, great as Ted Bundy. All
2: those teen heartthrobs. Like, I'm a big Channing Tatum fan. Because mm. they... And, like, Robert Pattinson, like, it, I don't know if you've you seen The Lighthouse. Robert mm, I haven't seen definitely. The Lighthouse. No. It's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> but th- they are good actors. The, I remember when they announced the Bundy film was coming out, I was excited. But then the first trailer was so tone deaf for it. It was like, he's Ted Bundy. He's a crazy guy. He'll smash your head in with a log, but he's just quirky. And everyone on the internet was like, that's not how you play it. Aww. Don't. Oh. But isn't,
1: isn't that more... I'm playing playing Devil's Avocado on this one. Mm. Isn't that more a play on how, like, his fans saw him because he had a massive groundswell of support yeah, of, from I mean, like from from a lot of female interest. Yeah, despite the fact that he was a notable
2: serial killer. If if I've not seen the film, if the film was presented that way, fair enough. But presenting the trailer that way, yeah. felt a bit tone deaf. Yeah,
1: I get that. I get that. But we were watching it and we were talking about um like why as people we do have this weird fascination. Oh meanwhile Brett um, is pissing blood. Brett has been busted open on the
2: outside. As he bladed. Now uh do you want the story behind this? Go on. Because I know I know Brett is is fond for blading to give it a big match feel. He did it uh, against Piper, was it at WrestleMania? He did. And he didn't get caught by Vince. So he's just like, hard way, hard way, Vince. He's like, oh, fine. Uh, the Observer saying most reports are saying that, that the
1: blood in the Hartsmith match was from a blood capsule rather than a blade job. Okay. So that's uh, and that one of Brett's favorite bits. It was the, it was it into the buckle? I, I apologize because I was, I, was, I was addressing you about Ted Bundy <laughs> and missed the moment, the key moment in this match where Brett starts and bleeding I, like I, a bastard. I missed the, it. Um, it Maybe a guardrail? Maybe a guardrail shot, but it just adds a little bit of spice to the match either way. I love the lovely pile driver. It's, oh, it's just little things like the blood now on Davy's trunks. That's a lot of blood. Yeah, it's, it was a lot going on there. But, um, yeah, Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah, so Ted <laughs> Bundy. So we're asking about, like, the morbid curiosity that we have with watching, like, documentaries about um, murderers and, and serial killers and all that stuff. And I think it comes from, like, obviously because, you know, there is a voyeuristic nature to all of us. Yeah. And also, our dis- It's it's more fun. It sounds awful. It's more fun to watch stuff like that when you're not directly involved.
2: <laughs> I think as well... It's like when watching... like, uh, it, it, it's, it seems to be... The, the cliche is that women love serial killer documentaries and that men love dictator documentaries. Mm. And I think it's the fact that all humans are inherently capable of something like that. Yeah. So it's not like living through it, but it's just like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck can a regular human being do that? I think that's part of it as well.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense, actually. It's just, it's uh, again, like because... We're of the same species, mm. so we go. Well, I kind of because I think for me, if I walk through town, I'm very, as Alex would say, I'm very nebby
2: Yeah.
1: In the sense that if I'm walking through town and there is like, oh Jesus, Davy, easy boy, <laughs> went for a little dynamite kid special there. <laughs> Love you, Tom. Um. Fluffy hair on Davy tonight as well. It's, it's yeah. It's that's that's the the spoils of war. <laughs> so fluffy <laughs> hair. Bit nebby. Um, if a bit nebby, so like if there's a couple having an argument or if there's two blokes kicking off at each other outside a pub, I will slow down and watch mm. from a safe distance. Um, because I'm just like, because I'm not involved, I'm quite intrigued. Yeah. And it's, it kind of goes back to like when you're younger and your brother's being told off and it's not you. <laughs> you'd like to watch it. Just
2: you being like, uh. <laughs>
1: Is it just me though? If you see people arguing in the street,
2: no, I, I keep going. You keep going. If, if oh, that's fair, imagine no me. If, if it looks like obviously, if it, you know, if I it mean, looks like something, it's, there's, there's levels to it. If it's just two people, just like oh fuck off, you fuck
1: if off. If it's too people, I'm not. I'm not saying like okay, like if it's if it's if it's, if it's like a domestic violence thing, that's fucking minion. Yeah, and there's there's uh, that. No, I'm talking two pissed blokes. Yeah. outside a pub, just. Argue with each other, then maybe start pushing. Yeah, if I'm if, like, oh,
2: okay, I've never encountered anything serious, but I'd like to think if you could tell something serious was going on, that I'd either slow down or you'd like to think you'd step in. My
1: trick is, and I, I thought some of that was happening once, and my trick was to stand nearby and reach for my phone mm. and, and make lots of eye contact with the people involved whilst on my phone. Um, in the sense that they might think I'm on the phone to yeah. uh, authorities and they break it up. I don't know whether, how, whether, how effective that's ever been. It's never got to the point where I've had to jump in. Hmm. But again, like yourself, I feel like, I feel like if something like that was ever going to happen, I think I would just... I'd, I'd get amongst it. You like i go, to... all right, yeah. come on. yeah. You go that way, you go that way. Like my dad. <laughs> you go that way, you go that way. You,
2: fuck off. You, over there. Yeah. yeah. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I'd like to to use the least cool phrase ever, I'd like to think I'm quite streetwise because I've lived in, Mm. I've I've often been a city boy that I can kind of tell from afar when something's a bit... That that's that, that might get a bit tasty there. Let's uh, let's not. Yeah. Like I've, I've I've walked through a drug dealing corner in New York before. Have you? Yeah. And I, because I'd watched The Wire. I knew what was going on and uh, my friend who was with me was like, excuse, what was that you said? And I was just like, shut up, keep moving, don't interact, it's fine. I just went, we're alright, thanks lads, kept moving. Ah. So you gotta have your I have my wits about me.
1: I didn't realize the wire was that good as a strategy guide for situations <laughs> yeah. like that. See, as a drug dealer, you'd be annoyed that someone's now put out, like, a strategy guide for dealing with drug dealers.
2: No, it's it's, it's a double-edged sword, because now people would be like, oh, I, I've really fancied getting into oh, fancy, heroin. Fancy yeah. a drug?
1: Yeah. Oh, I could go a little bit of a drug today. Yeah, sorry. Oh, do you know what I'd really... Go... Oh, do you know what I'd really like? Oh, a bit, bit of heroin. Oh, that would... Ooh. Set me off right for the evening, that would be... Mm. The... I can't get that... Like, this blood capsule thing is incredible. Yeah, because... If it is a blood... Because I can't see anywhere... I can't see, like, a a
2: lesion of any type. Because the amount of blood around the place and on the gear and everything suggests <gasps> an Eddie Guerrero amount of blood. Yeah. But not on Brett's head, and he's not wrestling like he's pagged. So it doesn't... Yeah, like... See, it's quite watery on Brett's face. Yeah. But it's everywhere. And if that was a proper gig, I think...
1: You'd see like a darker line where there was an incision on his head, but you can't. It just, as you say, it's quite watery on his head. Mm. Lovely running power slam on the outside, though.
2: Good match so far. God,
1: this has been a beauty. As I say, best match they will ever have.
2: And it's weird because it never gets talked about. Well.
1: No, I think because his pay view is just, it's just, other than that, is so shite. Yeah. Oh, my God. Vertical. I thought it was going to go with the old vertical suplex special.
2: Right on the balls. Diana's sucking a lemon there. Diana's going to do a run in any minute now. (laughs) What's this this
1: one doing at the front? Come on, bulldog, you shit.
2: Covered in blood. Oh,
1: she's crossed that she's covered in blood.
2: Get him in the ring. Get
1: him. (laughs) Waluigi.
2: I'm a Waluigi. (laughs) I'm going to beat the bulldog
1: thank god this is the main event the state of the canvas
2: that's is rough isn't just it? everyone it's just
1: covered
2: jesus keeps cutting to diana they're really pushing that home they're just trying to get the SummerSlam 92 magic again aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah absolutely
1: they're pushing the idea that like brett can't beat bulldog so that you know and diana's the lucky charm at ringside for bulldog and Brett's bleeding. It's a good
2: story to tell. It's just a shame a that with hindsight, we know that...
1: Oh, God! Ooh. Oh, he has on his head very briefly there. Yeah, Bonked on his head. Just doink on Arm, top of his head. Arm
2: ringer just fucking set him flying. Yeah. What's he going
1: for, It is Is this going to be Brett's five moves to do?
2: What? The superplex. What are his five moves to do Yeah.
1: You know a match is good when we've stopped talking bollocks and yeah. we're actually like <laughs> we're actually watching it. Oh, oh, she's having some soup. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm trying to remember what Brett's five moves to do more. Russian leg sweep. Russian, Russian leg
1: sweep. sweep. Uh, Brett ropes elbow. Elbow.
2: Does he do a? As a bulldog. He's got a bulldog. Does he have a, a shin breaker or a atomic drop?
1: A shin breaker, I think.
2: Oh! 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 Ooh. Oh! I think it's a shin... I think it's a... A shinbreaker would make sense for the sharpshooter. Yeah. Oh, no, I think Ric Flair did the shin breaker. Okay. I think well, Maybe he did an atomic drop, the
1: drop then. An inverted atomic drop. Ooh.
2: Yes. Yes. inverted
1: atomic yes. drop for Brett. Inverted atomic drop. Brett's rope elbow. Russian leg sweep. Bulldog and a sharpshooter. Yeah. Those are those are Brett's five moves? Yeah. Everyone's got them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, you, you do your whole... You know, Hulk, Hulk Hogan had punch, punch, punch. <laughs> You punch, <laughs> shake
2: your head like a wet dog. head <laughs> yeah, like a wet dog. Say sausages like a wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> sausages, legs up, and
1: win. <laughs> and racism. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, magister. Well do Did you get him? Got him.
2: I don't understand. That's a good ending though, because it makes Bulldog still look strong. She's like, fuck's sake. Yeah, he just got caught in a roll up.
1: Oh, Diana is livid. Oh, and Hogan's delighted. <laughs> As is Bushwhacker Luke. <laughs> Everyone's here tonight. Oh, Diana looks well sad. <laughs> well sad.
2: Imagine looking into the crowd and Hulk Hogan and Bushwhacker Luke giving you a thumbs up. You Yay! did it, kid. <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get
1: blood on her lovely top.
2: At it. Oh, that is. Oh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> she just brought out her coat. She's just been holding it the whole time. Caught woman. She's been holding her coat like a when you're little and your mum takes you to the theme park. Like, mum, can you can you oh can you hold me stuff? I'll go on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, Dave Meltzer, what did he give our main event? Twenty-one minutes and nine seconds. Of Bret Hart versus Bulldog.
2: I reckon Dave really liked this. I'm saying four.
1: Four and a half.
2: Fucking hell.
1: Dave to the point where he said the main event was so good, I feel guilty giving this pay per view a thumbs down.
2: Yeah. So a night like in the world of um inflation, a nineteen ninety five, four and a half is like a twenty twenty two five star, isn't it, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the day melter inflation rate adjusted.
2: Oh, we've got a bit of extra Todd.
1: 'cause Paul Bear's got his
2: Paul Bear's sniffing a gold chain.
1: <laughs> T shirt at the back says he's got soul. I hope on the back it says but he's not a soldier. Oh. <laughs> he's got an urn up there, he's fine. <laughs> just put it all in that urn. I like the fact
2: they are just in a cloak room.
1: It does feel like they just it looks like a school cloakroom.
2: Yeah. It feels like a school cloakroom. They come for karate class so everyone's, <laughs> everyone's shoes are underneath and some juice.
1: I put my stuff on cut on Peg A. Someone's moved it. Whoa! Oh Big Boy! The rest are a Big Boy! Diesel and Taker. WrestleMania coming.
2: Big daddy, cool. big daddy Cool! Oh yeah, cause they just said our, our next uh, big event's gonna, oh, it's gonna be for a Rumble. Mm. I love a rumble, mate.
1: <laughs> Look at this. It's gonna be me all that I do.
2: It's not I, enough for you. I never realized that Nash had a couple of <laughs> inches on the Undertaker. Now kiss.
1: So Undertaker and Diesel for the in the Rumbly. Yeah. I think they're both in the Rumbly, aren't they? I
2: don't know. Pretty sure what, they're both what's, in the what's, what's the undercard at the Rumbly? Um,
1: if I'm going by my memory. Is it Is it the year that we have 96 isn't it Helmsley and Duke Drosy? oh god for number one versus number number one on number 30
2: yeah oh god it might be,
1: might be that might be the end of the card I might be thinking of 97 though right uh, my memory on Rumble Drosy in 97 yeah it must be 96 then yeah it must be 96 so now the show, so so Helmsley's going on to
2: high heights of uh, yeah. a feud with Duke the dumpster Drosie <laughs> yeah he's gone from pig shit to you know actual shit <laughs> yeah use condoms and shit use
1: condoms i don't know which one you'd rather have um that's the only kind of as any match i can remember from that rumble but we'll we'll talk about it more next week did you uh, what are your thoughts on in your house five seasons beating oh, it was rough wasn't it <laughs> right up until the main event we where like we're gonna have one more go i think we'll go uh right up until the main event when it kind of kicked into high gear what about yourself what do you think um Oh, uh, I think I actually, I stand with Dave Meltzer on this. It was a flaky pay-per-view yeah. right up until that stunt, exactly, right up until that stunner of a main event. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you there. <laughs>
1: we are getting uh, butter-clenchingly close to the end of 1995 uh, with uh, some big moments to come. In the months to come, including on Raw next week, including some uh, some lovely debuts. In, if not this, if not next week, then the week after. But we'll find out when we are back together. Thank you for joining us for this watch along presentation. Until we are back together again, he is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, oh, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us, Karate Fighters. Go. <laughs> <laughs> <Punch> you bustards! Get off me car. Get- six <sighs> nil, Six nil, Six nil, Six nil.
2: Fuck off top.
1: Love you bye <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Planning for your next trip, Elevate your travel style with Quins.